and welcome to Rewind Reviews. This week we'll be taking a look at the movie Mighty Morphin Power Rangers The Movie. Now, Chris, I have a question for you. Mm. Do you remember when we were in uni? And there kept being like big monster attacks on the city we went to uni in. And there were these five, six like colourful like superheroes that would show up and save the day every time. But there were also like Mm. six kids at our uni that always hung out with each other, no one else, and they were colour coordinated, their outfits. One always, no matter what, wore blue. One always kind of wore red. It was weird. Mm. And no matter what day it was, no matter what outfit, they also took part in like an extraordinary number of activities. And you thought, you can't be doing this regularly because you're also on the dirt bike team and do skydiving. Do you remember those guys? And when they did skydiving, they yeah. like, they'd even find correctly coloured suits. And then when their parents came for parent-teacher night, they... Because we had those at uni, they they were also colour coordinated. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember that, and no one no one worked it out. But listen, Dan, do you reckon, I, I know do you reckon it? What do you reckon it was then? I know, I know what you're doing, Dan. <laughs> but here's the thing, mate. Here's the thing. This movie, yeah, and I was obviously a huge fan of the franchise in this movie. Yeah. Although even as a kid, I had problems with this movie. But here's the thing, Dan. Yes, this movie has enough of its own problems. <laughs> For you to be picking holes that were there embedded from the TV show, right? <laughs> like, we don't need like this. We don't need to pick conceptual holes in this thing. There are specific <laughs> movie problems <laughs> that we can talk about. Chris, do you remember when we were at uni and big monsters kept attacking, and we kept going, "Where are the police? Where, where's the army? Why are we? Why, at, yeah, at what because point do you remember did that we just time? surrender our city and go ah?" Them colourful superheroes will sort it every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, because you remember that time where this, this evil being came down <laughs> and specifically took over parents. <laughs> specifically parents. Yeah. And well, specifically because in the parents... world of Angel Grove, mate, there's only two species, teenagers and parents. <laughs> but that's the thing. Because, like, and obviously we will we'll talk about, but we've gone very much in with flaws, but we will, we will come, we will look around. <laughs> And spoilers, warning. <laughs> I just thought but I'd like, start with some, with some general Power Rangers mockery because I because for those who don't know, Chris is. I mean, I I loved the Power Rangers when I was that age, but I feel like Chris's love for Power Rangers has lived into his adulthood more than mine. Oh, I definitely have a nostalgic, yeah, 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 yeah without yeah. a doubt. Um, and but but because one one thing that I just never noticed before, but I was watching it like, but they're. So, because my first thing was like, what about if it's parents? What about like the fucking babies and the toddlers that can't take care of themselves that have been abandoned for a day? They don't exist in this world. And it's teenagers and parents. Those are the two kinds of humans that exist. So then I was like, well, to be fair, it's the kids that have taken home the ooze. So they will be kids that Freddy kid's age, 9, 11, whatever, who are able to some degree, well, they're not, they have a big party, but they, to some degree, are able to take care of themselves. So fine. You can maybe fansplain it like that. But then I'm like, but there are other, there are other adults. Like at the end, when Freddy meets we Tommy and so stuff, specific it, so quick. Go carry on. <laughs> I know, but I know, but, and we'll loop back around, but... When he goes up to them and he's like, hey guys, da 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 I'm like, 
that's not the question I'd be asking because he we've had no indication that he knows they're Power Rangers. So what I'd be doing if I was that kid is I'd be going up to them and I'd be going, "Hey guys, where the fuck have you been?" Because <laughs> yeah, you can <laughs> you can skydive, you can roll a blade, you've probably got some skills that could have helped us, and you're not parents. So where the fuck have you been for the last two days? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, look, I mean, like it's a movie we will, we we could and will pull apart, I'm sure. Um, but let's 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 start uh, from the, where we start, which is because um, because we've got we've gone very deep very quick. But I totally I wrote that in my notes because <laughs> that should absolutely be that kid's first question. You guys who know karate and can fight, where the fuck were you when our parents were nearly dying? <laughs> Fucking bulk and yeah. skull showed up. <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> um, anyway, um, so yeah, we're looking at Power Rangers, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, which is, um, I think we'll start by confirming, is, is a non-canon film, something I did not realise, I think, until you told me on a podcast many years later. Um, mm. uh, which, again, a little hint to my relationship with Power Rangers over yours. But let's let's start with yourself, Chris. Like, what's specifically your relationship? I guess we'll, we might as well cover the ge- your general relationship with Power Rangers as a franchise, but specifically, what, what's your your experience with this movie? Um, so I was a huge, huge Power Rangers fan. Power Rangers was absolutely my jam. I had the toys, I had the VHS recordings, I had uh, I had everything. Um, and as we talk about, we'll have to we'll maybe put it in the description. We we, we when the 2017 movie came out, we did a we did like a, a whole Power Rangers episode. Oh, we did. Um, yeah, yeah. And so uh, a lot of you know this is covered there, so I'll be brief. But like I. I did adore it. And I sort of, when I was not, I think some point before uni had went through this weird, I wouldn't necessarily watch the episodes again, but I, I, when I discovered the fact that it, it, for those that don't know, all the morphed, well, the majority of the morphed ranger fights and the Zord stuff are all taken from Super Sentai. Is that Mm -hmm. how you pronounce it? Mm-hmm. Um, which is a Japanese superhero show where the ranges change every year. Hence, why now the ranges change every year. Some of the some of the morphed suits stuff in Mighty Morphing season two and three is American shot because they decided to keep those suits and just change the Zords. Um, and I just found that whole thing, yeah, which caused which caused more problems than it solved. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And because, it, but and particularly because like... I think the determination to keep the Mighty Morphin brand and not adjust every year like Japan did um, led to a drought of footage. So it became uh, my memory, uh, or my, even my more recent memory going back into it, is that season sort of end of season two, early season three, or all of season I think three of the show was like, oh, they're fighting stock footage again. That's a monster they fought last year in this exact same way. <laughs> it started, yeah, exactly, it started yeah. to get like that, and, if memory serves. Well, and I think like Zeo and Turbo, although Tur- Turbo is renowned to not be very good, but Zeo, Turbo, and for a while, you know, until it just found a completely new audience, all the all the shows after it, suffered from people going it's not as good as the originals whereas if they'd have changed it year on year from the very beginning yes i think people would have been more accepting of that um especially as they were having to change cast members and stuff anyway so anyway so big 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 power rangers fan and and like dan indicates a slight kind of intrigue because i just found the whole thing fascinating because suddenly you go oh 
that's why the pink ranger has a skirt and the yellow ranger doesn't in the original series because the yellow ranger in the japanese original was a man um and like just my mind was blown so um the movie i do remember but i remember seeing the tra- i remember the trailer coming on and me not realizing right away that it was the trailer for the power rangers movie and everyone around me being like oh oh get ready ooh, and me being like what are they doing and then when it became apparent it was a power rangers movie it was just like whoa mind mind blown, mind blown. i remember mm-hmm. i remember going with friends to watch it um i remember um going like getting the vhs and the vhs being passed around yeah all the kind of and i and but i do remember and like i'm not (laughs) making excuses or saying i was smarter than i was because look i enjoyed this movie and there were moments of this movie re-watching it where i'm like i remember that i remember that and not just remember them but i remember wanting to cheer when that happened but even as a kid i was like oh the suit's look weird don't they <laughs> like and the yeah. fucking effects on the zords oh, i was lord. just like dear huh? um, lord so it, and, and i remember much preferring so as dan alluded to earlier they they redid this in the um in the tv show it was a five-part episode called ninja quest in uh, i think the beginning of series three and i remember enjoying that a lot more like i remember that being my jam a lot more so yeah, I was, I was, I was big on Power Rangers. I was beyond excited for the movie. I remember, you know, being giddy with excitement going to see it. Um, I remember at the start not really necessarily understanding skydiving. I remember specifically sitting in the cinema and watching this skydiving and kind of going, "Huh, <laughs> what's, what's this?" Yeah, um, I had that. I think yeah, I, had, I think I had a similar reaction. What, um, what about you? Um, yeah, so it's similar. I think in a lot of ways, um, I. I was a huge fan of the TV show. Um, I know I roughly dropped off on the TV show when those alien rangers showed up. So that's like, that's the end of the Mighty Morphin era, right? Like that's yeah, right it's before the end of season came... three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so that's right before it came. Zio? Zio. Yeah. Zio, that's okay. the um, 10 episode arc that right. leads them into yeah. Zio. Okay. So that's the, that's where I, I jumped off the show before they turned to Zio. Yeah. But like, I, that the alien thing was I just didn't I didn't like that very much um, and I remember just if, being like ah, if my I'm done <laughs> if my memory serves like by that point it was all over the place with the way it was airing on UK TV like um, it was sometimes on ITV and GMTV yeah. sometimes so, on Sky but they had newer episodes yeah and, like I remember seeing that there's a, the final episode the command center of morphing well technically it was referred to as alien but it, it's morphing when the command center blows up i remember watching that as a kid and not knowing it was the final episode not knowing there was zeo just out of nowhere it was like and then at the end the presenter or whoever's like well that's the end of the power rangers and i remember going into mum and dad and crying my eyes out because i was and obviously back then there was no internet <laughs> there was no internet for them to, look at to know that clarification was... on yeah so i was just in floods of tears because power rangers was over all of a sudden and i remember being like i'd not I'd not been as like on it with the recording and stuff. So I'd maybe not watch, you know what I mean? I'd started Mm -hmm. maybe watching like sitcoms and stuff. So to suddenly realize that I'd sort of missed this last bit of power ages, just, uh, just crushed me as a kid. (laughs) Poor little Chris. So I think part of your, part of your, part of the reason you dropped off maybe is because it was literally hard to follow with how it was airing on tv yeah I, I, that definitely was a part of it because I, I, re, I recall 
I recall distinctly the ITV years when it was airing in the mornings. Like it was, it was that mm. it was it was one glorious summer. I don't know when, probably about ninety four, ninety five, um, where every it was one of the summers around then when basically ITV did this thing called GMTV, which in the main part of the year was just for grown ups as I knew it at the time, but in the summer they made GMTV more kid friendly because they knew kids were off school and would be watching it. So they still had Mr. Motivator, who, for those who don't know, is a British, like, I don't know, what do you want to call it? What, what would you call it? He's like an exercise TV yeah, t- I celebrity. Think, I like think he, that what, you're, what you're assuming he is from the name Mr. Motivator is... Uh... Yeah, he'd come on and do, like, aerobics and exercises, and you're supposed to copy along. But between those sort of segments, which were generally... He was generally considered to be part of the show that was generally normal for adults, but they sort of mixed it in. And they started airing, I think it was at, like, 8 or 9 in the morning, every morning, an episode of Power Rangers. And I just remember it was the summer and my parents were hoping I would sleep in. But what they were woken up to at eight or nine every morning was down to 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 down because I would be downstairs watching Power Ages religiously. Now, I think they only had the first season on that loop that that summer so they aired the first season and when they ran out of episodes they went back and edit again and then over the next like year or two i might have caught most of season two but then i will i dropped off and i didn't catch any of season three until we moved to ireland in oh god what year do we move to ireland that might have been in 96 90 maybe it was 95 we moved to ireland you probably missed you missed their equivalent of this then which is why you as a kid always thought this was part of the same canon yeah, exactly. Correct. You're 100% yeah. exactly right. So then when I, I remember missing a bunch and then getting to my grand's, uh, we, my grand lived in Ireland, my grand and granddad. So when we moved to Ireland, we were spending a lot of time with them while we were house hunting, while my parents were house hunting. And we got, we got our own house, but I lived with my grandparents for a little while, just in the transition. And they had Sky, which we'd never had. We were too poor for Sky. But Sky just launched what my granddad and grandmother called the Power Rangers channel. And I said, what do you mean they're launching a Power Rangers channel? Tell me more. And it was Fox Kids on Sky. And it mm. basically aired VR Troopers, Beetleborgs, Master Rider, and Power Rangers episodes. And I got really into Master Rider. And then I would catch episodes of Power Rangers from what I now realize, what I've since realized was the third season. And it was the alien stuff. And I was just like, I don't like this. I don't know what this is. I don't like it. I'm confused. And I just dropped off. But. The movie yeah. then comes, which we were actually on holiday back in the UK when the movie comes out, and I, my mum and my I auntie, think the, the movie did come out before season three though. But I suppose oh, you're watching it on repeats and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, yeah, but also, like, keep in mind there's a gap in my viewing as well. So I, when I'm yeah. watching season three bits on Fox Kids, it's definitely not first run. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, right, there's because yeah. there's because there's a yeah. gap. So the movie comes out and I we go back to we we spend a we we we're on holiday in England for a couple of weeks from Ireland um which is, and my auntie and my mum took me and my cousin to see it and rewatching it yesterday Chris all I could think was how sorry I was for my mum and my auntie <laughs> because yeah. this movie makes no concessions for um for anybody who's uninitiated, and I mean zero no. concessions, it's embarrassingly bad in that in that, on that front. But uh, just to very quickly sum it up. I, so yeah, I saw the movie, loved the movie, had the movie on VHS, and the movie really was my only Power Rangers because Power Rangers had not been on for, or been a big part of my life in the era where I was taping everything religiously. 
and keeping tapes of things. It just missed that. So I had old episodes of Keenan and Kel, and I had old episodes of Dragon Ball Z to always go back to, but I didn't have that for Power Rangers, and I, I don't know what the home video release situation was like for that, but I never even owned any other official videos for it. All I had was the cassette of the movie. So this was Power Rangers for me for a very long time. So you can understand how heartbreaking it was, Chris, years later for you, because I knew they'd changed the outfits in the TV show in, in, a, in the third season following the movie, so I always assumed the movie was canon. <laughs> despite the weird differences yeah. that obviously make it not canon to an adult mind. Um, and then you, I think you told me on a podcast and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so yeah, uh, but this was my, that, that movie was a big deal because it was the only bit of Power Rangers that lived into like, you know, the next few years of my childhood because the, the show was sort of long. We, it was when we got our own house, I no longer had Sky. It wasn't airing properly on ITV anymore. So by the time we did have Sky when I was much older, Power Rangers was long out of my brain. <laughs> long out of my brain. Yeah. So, yeah, so, um, it's it's one of those things. To answer your VHS question, the VHS situation was poor because you got two episodes per VHS, <laughs> which, considering the episodes are 22 minutes that long, rough. It's, it's quite rough. Apart from the, uh, I think, the Green with Evil saga, there was one VHS with three episodes in that. But wait, that's um, a, isn't that a five-part five five, a, a five story? Yeah, so there were one episode had one VHS had three and one ep- one VHS had uh, oh, I two. See. Is my memory? Dear Lord, uh, I am seeing if I can double check that. Um, uh, Green with Evil parts four and five. Green with Evil parts one, two, and three. Yeah. So as far as I'm aware, the only occasion they sort of broke that was the introduction of uh, Tommy's. But so yeah, so to get into the film specifically, um, which again I loved as a kid. Watched a lot because it was my only, it was the only surviving part of my my Power Rangers love in terms of like what I could rewatch, um, mm. into sort of like the, you know as I grew up, um, <laughs> the the overwhelming thoughts that came to me yesterday was just constant. Now Nadia speculated that my 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 mum my aunt fell asleep because there's no way they watched this shit, and I'm I I'm com- I'm com- Compelled to maybe think that's what must have happened, and I just was so enraptured in the movie I didn't notice. But mate, like, so right, my, my, I was watching it back, and all I could think of is what they were thinking: Who are these kids? Why do they only wear one color each? Why have they suddenly been zapped away? Why are they fighting monsters? Who's the big head in the jar? Who's this dude with his brain hanging out? Who's this purple dude? Why are these teenagers fighting purple monsters? Why are they suddenly wearing motorbike costumes? Why are they suddenly not? Like, that's... <laughs> the movie makes no concessions if you don't already know the concept of the Power Rangers. And that breaks my brain. They would never do a spin-off movie this way these days. Not in a million fucking years. They would make sure it... that the exposition was all there and that it was all explained. This movie just you ha- assumes base knowledge of the, who, the, who they are and what they do. <laughs> but it shows... It it shows, doesn't it, how big the TV show was that they yeah, essentially the, the went, assumption, yeah, n- yeah, they essentially just went, nah, fuck it, the kids will get it. That's all that matters. Yeah, <laughs> I did find though, like, so the for me, the uh, it, right, okay, so so okay, so first of all, I, I'll be honest, just for the sheer madness of it, Jess, who didn't watch Power Rangers at all, watched the second half of this movie with me. And enjoyed it in a, what the fuck is going on? Why are they making all these puns? Why is there so much VR um, voiceover dubs? What is happening here? Why, why, when they're in the costumes, do their arms make noises with the slightest of movements? Yeah. 
<laughs> so before we critique, Dan, let's before we critique, I would recommend watching this, I... even if you don't have an affinity with Power Rangers, just to go. This is nineties children madness. Yeah, I can't in good conscience tell anyone to watch this. <laughs> you have to me. This is for mega fans only. I, I, if you come into, I, I honestly, this doesn't function as a film at all. It is, it is a, um, an oddity, a capsule in a jar that you could stare at. But could I, could I tell somebody to look at this oddity? without any context for an hour and a half in good conscience i couldn't i really couldn't you you, you watch the, maybe go watch the trailer or some clips online to get a sense of how mad this movie is and i do empathize with chris because i do understand what he's saying which is like it's so bizarre and such a time capsule of what kids tv and movies were that it is kind of fascinating but i just think like even the jess example she watched the last half of the movie like i just can't imagine someone sitting through an hour and a half of this um you know yeah, that's for, for that reason so sadly because it doesn't because we i think we both have to acknowledge as a film this doesn't function at all it's 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 all oh, no. on almost every conceivable level <laughs> um, yeah, from the from the acting to the visuals to the music oh man action boy now action girl now oh man i've had that in, in my head all morning that, yeah mate, mate. <laughs> That's been in my head since yesterday. <laughs> Can't get it fucking out. So all I'm going to say is, like, if you're a big Power Rangers fan and you haven't ever seen this, like, yeah, 100% recommend this. Or if you're very, you're reasonably aware of the Power Rangers and have a kind of nostalgia for that goofy, campy stuff, then I guess we recommend this to you. But if you're anyone else at all, <laughs> I would say... Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. If you were, if you, yeah, if you, if you were into Power Rangers... It's Go back and watch it for the laughs. Yeah, it's a treat for the nostalgia. But it was a slog to watch too. Like it was a bit of both for me. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's was, true. There, well, I, had to, I... I had to watch it in sections. I was like, I had to stop for five minutes at a time and be like, "Oh, this is too much." Well, I did that. I started watching it um, for house house maintenance problems, as Dan will attest. I've had a really bad week, so I I haven't had a chance to watch it. And then last night, I started watching it. And it was half an hour in, and it was midnight, and I was like, no, I need to watch this in the morning. Um, Hence why Jess watched the last hour with me. Um, And, yeah, but I will say, and maybe it's my tiredness, but when the movie... So to start critiquing, so if you were a fan of Power Rangers, go back, it's mental, you'll enjoy it. Um, There's one good music cue in the whole film. Is 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 that what you're about to reference? No, 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 no. What, what, what do you, we'll talk about that. What do you think is the one good music cue? It's when they hit the main theme, whereas the Zords are coming in. That's fucking kick-ass. Like, that's a fist-pumpy moment. That's a great theme. Like, we know this. It's it's iconic, you know. Um, but, like, when, the way they pull it into the movie, it's, like, one of the best parts of the whole movie. It's one of the only bits that I think genuinely just works. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And I think even um, if you're not a fan of the show, because some would go, oh, well, that's your nostalgia kicking in for the theme, Dan. But I do think the actual beat of the movie, they choose to do it. Excellent. <laughs> it's like just the right moment to pull that theme out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. Um, So to, to start the critique, um, <laughs> it really is the end where it truly falls apart for me. Because... <laughs> um, I will say the beginning, whilst, and again, I use a caveat, as Dan said, you know, acting, visuals, a lot of it's wrong. A lot of it's not working. Um, but, I've never heard you describe it that way before. Not well, bad, acting, visuals, not iffy, just wrong. Outright wrong. Like, all the decisions you've all made, wrong. 
Well, yeah, because like, oh, the suits. Anyway, we'll talk about that. But when it started, I was like, oh. In terms of formula... It does follow it the show. Actually, it follows the show, but that, that opening sequence, I was like, to be fair to the opening sequence, as much as I was confused by it as a kid, now... It's a very modern superhero thing when it's not an origin story, origin story to start the movie with some sort of, you know, like in Age of Ultron where they're, they're on that quest to start the movie with an action sequence that doesn't that either kicks things off or doesn't necessarily then link to everything else. Or do you know what I mean? And whilst it's skydiving and then and then rollerblading, <laughs> you know, just out loud sounds nuts. Um, Mate, Chris, have you think... never just had a Saturday and That's... gone, oh, you know what I want to do today with my Saturday? I want to work at the local charity for a few hours. I want to get my homework done. I'm going to donate some of my time to uh, a cause for the community. Then I'm going to skydive, rollerblade, and dirt bike. That's my Saturday. Okay. Sorted. Clearly oh, and of course, during I... all that, I'm going to spend multiple hours at the local... Um, at the local where, where was it? The, the juice bar, uh, where I also oh. happen to teach karate. <laughs> No, Dan. And you know why? You know why I've never done that, my friend? Because, and I guarantee, I this is off topic and a very specific thing, but I guarantee you, you've had this as well. You and I are this person, right? I was speaking to someone, um, and they they were talking about how um, the the they weren't feeling well one one weekend, right? And they said, "Yeah, I just felt really rough, um, and I just it just meant that like all I did." And then they described. Every weekend <laughs> of mine by choice. They're just like, yeah, we just ended up having to just, you know, sit on the sofa and watch TV. <laughs> and I'm like, that is very deliberately my Sunday, regardless of how I'm feeling. Yeah. Obviously, we're in lockdown. But you and I aren't going out and rollerblading, is what I'm saying, my friend. Yeah. Now. But like, but I was but quite yeah, impressed. But even that, if like, we were more active, Chris. No humans fit in. The, I mean, I know, I know, I'm bringing the show into this a bit here because, like, obviously, some of the stuff I just described is stuff they constantly showed the kids doing in the show. But human beings can't do as much as these children do. It's not physically possible, superheroes or not. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. Um, but I was quite impressed that it starts with a kind of something exciting, interesting, something exciting and yeah. interesting that is actually quite unique. Like, it's not them in the suits fighting a bad guy. No. It's this sort of quite cool and I remembered it. stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, rem- I remember. It's yeah. I, like it's it's kind of iconic. Like it's it's one of the first things I think of when I think of this movie is that opening sequence and how awesome it was that Tommy did it on a snowboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it is, and yeah. it's cool. And I just kind of thought, to be fair, that's quite a that's a surprising modern way to start your superhero movie with a bit of an interesting twist. Mm-hmm. But then you know it. It goes downhill. Well then, <laughs> then, well, then the characters start speaking and acting and storylines start to unfold. And that is that is really the movie's downfall it's... when it tries to be a movie. <laughs> Here's a big overarching problem I have. Yeah. I think it would have been really easy to get in a decent message. And that message is teamwork and working together. Like, yeah, when the, they're cause, like... Because the show had a message like every week, right? Like, the show was pretty... Yeah, M- message heavy, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? Mm. Completely, yeah. and I think this whole thousands of people have tried to get this power, <laughs> and none of them ever have. They could have made that 
well, we're a team and we're going to get this power together. And the notion that everyone that didn't do it was was trying to have the glory themselves. And you have them because you do kind oh, of so much the bad. way they defeat the the way they defeat the rock monsters. They they are doing it as a team, but it's not really acknowledged. And then at the end, you know, what you've done instead that, Chris, of it being what you've put a modicum of thought into it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that's that's what yeah. you've that's, that's what, what you've got like. wrong. <laughs> And it feels like it feels like thought hasn't been put in because then at the yeah. end where it's just like oh no we can solve we can rebuild the command center and Zordon because we've got the power instead of like hey guys actually like let's let's work as a team again and then they hold hands and their energies and their powers converge and they do it together I'm I'm just like watching it like it's right there it's r- you don't even need to change that much you just, just have the dialogue there. address it. Just have the dialogue address it. There's yeah. three examples of it where they come together to solve the problem. Like, and that are physically happening in the script. Number one is the one you've given where they go to get that power. They work together to defeat the rock monsters. So teamwork is the answer, right? Now they've learned that lesson. Now they get back to Angel Grove. They have to use teamwork to combine their robots to defeat Ivanus. Spoilers, I guess. <laughs> they, they win. <laughs> they make a giant robot. Spoilers. And then they win. Um... Uh, uh, Dan, no, no, no. We need to go into a lot more detail later about how they win. Yeah, they yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they kick, they kick him in the they, they kick they kick him in the nuts. We'll come to that. Um, but that's teamwork. Then they get back to the command center and using teamwork save Zordon. Like all I can yeah. say is just have it acknowledged. Have someone make that point in dialogue because that's what's crazy about this is the rest of the movie they are so overt with everything. Everything is spoken in the most obvious and overt way. These people talk in cliches and very, very, this is what the plot is and this is what we need to do. How did they miss that one thing they needed to sort of make it all a bit tied together in some sort of way? Like, that's insane to me. That is the movie tripping over its own shoelaces. (laughs) Well, it's also, it feels like the movie doesn't really know the show. It feels like someone, an oh. executive, took the things they know about Power Rangers. Would you like me to read you the first piece of triv, Chris? <clears throat> oh, please. The directors of this movie, not having seen the actual series, did a quick fast-forwarding run of the series before getting to work. <laughs> it's nuts, isn't it? And I think that, it's funny, I never would have picked up on that as a kid, but I think that's probably, on some level, one of the reasons I didn't connect to the movie as much as the show because yes something was missing but i wouldn't have been able to put my yeah. my hand on it and, Although I, don't, I, and think... I don't think i would have either if i'd had more access to the show in the late in, you know as years the years went on from that point mm. um and i think the um it's and but uh, that's what i was gonna say but to be fair as a kid a lot of it for me was those zords don't look right <laughs> No, they're a mess. And here's the thing, right? One of the most charming and brilliant things about Power Rangers for me as a kid, um, and it's something I didn't realise I was interested in until years later when I sort of fell into like watching old Godzilla movies and stuff, but there is a real charm to those old Japanese um, sort of kaiju movies where they did the practical effects of the dude in the rubber suit fighting another dude in the rubber suit on a set that looked like a city and then just make it scale so it looks like they're destroying a real city. There is something very charming about that. And Power Rangers was a TV interpretation of that movie trope, because they've been doing that in the movies in Japan for a long, long time. 
right? But they right. budgets of TV shows finally caught up to where they could do that in a TV show, right? That's how Super Sentai and all of the equivalent shows, Kamen Rider and all the other stuff, that's how they're all born. They're all born out of the same, hey, we could probably make these sets and suits kind of cheaper now. We could probably do it on a TV budget. Let's give it a go. That's how those movies exist. But it was in movies first, those techniques. And they looked pretty good when shot correctly. And it's this weird American insistence on, well, we'll do it the modern way. We'll do it the American way. We'll get CGI. Did you see Jurassic Park? That's CGI all over it. Let's CGI this bad boy. Modern day super special effects like Terminator. It's not going to look that good unless you're going to pump a lot of money into it. And you didn't. You didn't pump a lot of money yeah. into it. Stop and get the fucking rubber suits out. Like, <laughs> it's genuinely some of the most embarrassing CGI I've ever seen. And I can't, for the life of me, imagine anybody that worked um, on this movie in, on, on any level. From the fucking lowliest runner to the bloody tippity-top executive producer saw any footage from these end sequences with the CGI and went, yeah, that's good. They knew what they were doing. They knew that was... They can't have known that. They can't... No one thought that was good. No one. They can't have done. What they thought was, kids won't notice. (laughs) They won't... Yeah, or care. Or care. Yeah, kids are dumb. It doesn't matter. (laughs) It's insane. Yeah, but this, this... This whole movie feels like kids are dumb, doesn't matter. Like, and, and you know what? I think, I don't know if you got it, but I think, uh, I can get it here. I think it did well, box office wise. Uh, you know, yeah, I don't have the box office in million. Me, but that's a really good, yeah, if you want to pull that up, I'd be interested to know. Um, yeah, I think you're uh, right. Budget's 15 million, box office 66.4. Wait, million. sorry, what so was the budget of the do... film? 15 million. Fifth, one five. Yeah, yeah. Fuck off! Give it more money, you tight-fisted bastards. That's the problem. Especially given given how much the franchise was worth at the time. Like, yeah, I mean, sixty odd million. You could have put the money and and to be honest with you, like, and I obviously I I never felt this as a kid. Knew it was because they do. Whilst it's not canon, they do set up that you know they're already rangers and stuff. But watching it this time, when you've got that before Ivan is released, when you've got that, his kind of prison and it opens, I did just in my head go, oh, I wish it was Rita coming out and saying after 10,000 years, I'm free. Like, and Zed, Zed looks pretty cool in this movie. Like, and it's just like, you don't need Ivan Ooze. Like, why create a new monster? Like, well, oh, I think the, a... I think that the logic is like, oh, they keep it. it the, I think the logic is if Rita and Zed keep showing up in the show and they keep beating them, we want a threat that they've not yet mm. beaten, so we can conceivably give the audience. I understand this impulse, to be honest with you, because the the show struggles mm, with fair. this a lot, right? So the show introduces Rita as the first major villain, right? And for a season, they whoop her ass all over the place. So by the end of the first season, she's pretty much nothing, right? She's 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 barely an inconvenience for the Power Rangers team. So the the the, the show kept getting into this cycle of oh, well, then we introduce Lord Zed, who beats Rita immediately, traps her, sends her off, right? And then he's the big threat. And they do they give him like don't they give him like a giant planet destroying dragon, like? 
Zed's... Yeah, uh, Serpentera, I think. Serpentera! Yeah, there you go. So, Zed's... In the show, they they replace Rita with Zed because Rita started to look pretty weak. So it kind of makes sense to me that they would go, okay, well, we've now they've beat Zed for a season. <laughs> He's kind of not coming across as much of a strategist anymore. He doesn't seem to be getting many wins under his belt. You know, his biggest win was taking Tommy's Green Ranger powers. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, he's done nothing else. Um, I'm remembering more of the show than I thought I did. <laughs> Can I just point out here? So, uh, uh, this is where my knowledge ends, I guess. Um, because I don't really remember what happened in season three with either of them. But then I guess the logic of going, well, we've got a movie, we want to introduce a threat, but if we introduce Rita or Zed as the threat, it's kind of like, well... They beat them every week on TV. So we've come up with a new threat. And you can tell that's what they're going for because the movie obviously starts with Ivan just taking away everything that was functioning for them. He goes to the command center, Which trashes is... that, nearly kills Zordon. He takes their powers away from them. He nearly beats them with those uh, those sort of purple putties. Um, oh, no, they, they Which win is that effective. just, but then they lose their powers. Which is effective. Like, they, yeah, they, they, they're kind of like, I don't want to be rude, but they're... They're a li- like if this movie has a message, it's that these five teenagers, six teenagers, are useless without powers. Like that's the movie's message. Like <laughs> they don't do too well. Like they always, the answer is always morphing, which is really frustrating because again, only with a few changes can you make the answer teamwork and friendship and and going for it. Mm. Um, like honestly, that Fred kid's more of a hero than those kids without powers. Um, the but as not to anyone who's not seen the show, but to someone who's seen the show, it is quite effective when he goes in and destroys the command center, and you do sort. Yeah, of, and then they have him beat uh, Rita and Zed easily as yeah. well. They did that. I've forgotten about that for a second, but yeah, he then goes and beats the previous villains. So, and and also, I will say that I'll be honest with you, like the best performance in this movie is Ivan News. Like that guy is committed. Paul Freeman, his name is. That is one of the most committed performances I've ever seen. Mm. Oh, I love... And his delivery is somehow, he, more than anyone else in that movie, like, there are moments where, like, the the, the teenagers are like, um, you know, oh, what do you... Do you think we're doing a frog dance? And, and just these crazy one-line pun jabs. Somehow, Ivan's able to say the worst dialogue way more effectively. The bit where he's like, smells like teenagers is threatening like as a kid i can see someone being like oh fucking hell like yeah and and i think as well and i think as well like because he's committed i think it's because he's the only one who knows what movie he's in everyone else thinks they're in like oh this is serious cinema you know we're gonna really we're gonna really tell the story of the power rangers (laughs) and he's the one that looked at the script and went this is the dumbest movie ever i'm gonna chew all the scenery and have an absolute blast doing it fuck it and he's clearly having a ton of fun and absolutely nailing it like it's the only good performance in this movie i'm sorry to say um i don't think um the lady that plays dulcia does too bad a job with what she's given but i also feel very bad for that poor actress made to wear that outfit because that is yep the outfit again even as a kid i'm like oh wow like obviously yeah, i don't, I don't, re- I don't remember my reaction to her outfit other than just being like you know gross the parents movie but like as an adult i definitely went oh dear oh yeah, my adult reaction is very different. My adult reaction is like, Jesus, what is the Put what some is the reasoning? On, woman. 
Why does she need to? It's not her fault, is it? Like, why does she, why have they chose made this choice? Like, she doesn't need yeah, to like, be in a bikini. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, I meant the character, but like, yeah, yeah. Like, just like, why is the character so undressed? It's so unnecessary. It's so exploitative. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's 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 unfortunate. It's it's it, and it, there are there are like it, and it is like who's this for? Because as you and I have indicated, we didn't have like a. Like as a kid, I remember being like, "Ooh," but like I wasn't. It wasn't like a sexualized reaction. So who who is that for? Like, what was their logic in? Like, you know, sometimes you see stuff, and it's it's them going, "I'll oh, put something in for the lads." Obviously, that's wrong. I'm not I'm not saying that's right, but that is unfortunately what the attitude was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, th- things like Star Trek Into Darkness, where you're just like, "Come on," where you have her changing for no reason. But like with with this, it's like. Who have you done that for? Do you want, like, the dads to suddenly snap awake? Like, you've made it very clear you're not bothered about that audience because you've not explained any of this shit to them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I feel it's bad so for her. She weird. does. She does a reasonably good job though with the dialogue she's given. So she's she's not bad. But the only other really, I think, genuine, the, the, the only good performance in this movie, I think, is Paul Freeman as Ivan Ooze. So I'm actually like, with your concern of like, why even bring in a new villain? Why wasn't it Rita there? I'm actually okay with Ivan Ooze. I think it's an interesting idea. Um, I I like that they make him threatening by having beat the old villains and the Power Rangers really seemingly easily. It does make him seem imposing. I don't think from a script writing perspective that choice is bad. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, although yeah, no, I do understand fair. your like your wish to have seen more of the villains you saw every week on TV. But then again, mate, if that meant we weren't going to get fucking Finster, then I don't care anymore. What's that fucking pig thing? Give me Finster back. Where is Finster? I remember thinking that as a kid as well. I remember just being like, where the fuck's Finster? Like... Yeah, so for those who don't remember, Rita has a little group of minions. Um, Goldar. Finster, and I'm missing one. There was a third one. The blue uh, guy. The, the larger blue guy. I think that is Finster. No, Finster. Oh, the larger blue guy. Bubba? Bubba? Yeah, okay. Bulba? So, yeah, yeah. Something, something like that? Yeah, Babu. Babu? Squat? Babu. Babu and Squat? Yeah, Squat. Was there no? Is there was two. Babu and, Babu and Squat. Oh, I'm mixing I think I'm mixing that's, them up. Let me just that's... double check. Babu and Squat. Yeah, Later okay. On, there was the bony guy as well, but he was called something else. There was a skinny one with glasses. That's Finster. Okay, yeah, Babu and Squ- Squat. So Babu, I think, is the, the the sort of rounder blue furry one with the big teeth. Squat's kind of no, like that's a Scott. Mon- that's Squat apparently. Oh, is it? Ah, right. Squat and Babu. Right. Squat is the ah Babu. I was forgetting about Babu is like oh, like a like a flying monkey thing. Yeah, and then yeah, and Squat is smaller and blue and right like, more of so a i was thinking monster. of squat so i was thinking of goldar and squat specifically um and and finster is like was her scientist who helped make the monsters he was sort of like he had glasses he was kind of very thin and wizened and they've just yeah. amalgamated babu squat and um finster into this new character that's a pig and I've never seen yeah, before really and weird. don't care for. And I was just like, who is this? Get him off my screen. <laughs> I don't want it. So I'm almost glad we didn't get more Rita because I didn't really want to deal with them. Um, I do think that the, the, they, the, you know, the Goldar suit looks pretty cool in this. It's different. It's very visually different. But yeah. Yeah, Goldar's cool. I didn't know whether the... I don't think Rita is the original actress. But I it's might not. Be wrong. No, I don't think it is. Um, I don't think it is. And 
Well, it couldn't be, could it? Because oh, no, it wasn't the original actress from the Japanese footage. No, but the American actress. Oh, no, maybe she was. According to her Wikipedia, live action, it says Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Power Rangers Zeo, and Power mm. Rangers in so Space. So she obviously played so... Rita in a few things. But it's clearly not her voice, though. Oh, no, wait. Hold on. It doesn't... She's not credited as playing Rita. Oh, no, Rita Repulsa voice, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. the voice is the same from all the American stuff. But the actress, yeah, but the, the physical yeah, but the person you're seeing, yeah. must change because there's the, in the original show it was Japanese footage, wasn't it? Which is why her lips never matched what she was. Yeah, yeah. Which must have. I wonder if I noticed that as a kid. Just like, why is the voice the same, but she looks different? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, but everything looks different. Let's get onto that very quickly because so right, you've pr- you've you've created a movie, Chris. Right, you've got Power Rangers, the TV series, and you've created a movie where they get new costumes, yeah, new Zords. Right, and that's the setup of the movie: is they're going to lose their powers, go on a quest, and come back with new ones. Yeah. Mm. So why, at the start of the movie, put them in new versions oh. of the old costumes? Why would you not just put them in the old TV costumes at the start of the movie? Because then, when they get the new powers, they can wear the shiny new motorcycle leather ones, motorcycle like leather suits. But yeah, which would make those suits seem cooler. Absolutely. Um, I just, I just want to correct something. Sorry, I'm going back, but no. So Bar- Barbara Goodson voices Rita Repulsa in this and in everything else, mm-hmm. but it's a different woman playing her. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> Julie Cortez is playing. No, no, no. What, what, what I mean is, what they they didn't take the voice artist who was dubbing it for the TV show because it was Japanese footage and put her in a costume. They got no, of course they another didn't. actress. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, anyway, yeah. so they sorry, kept the same on. voice actress for, for consistency, but they but the actress, because they, they, they didn't have the Japanese lady that obviously played her in the original, they, they put an American actress in the, in the suit and then dubbed her voice. I said yeah. that because in this movie, her voice still doesn't match her lips. <laughs> that is crazy. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Right, carry on. Um, yeah, so I, I like uh, if you're gonna give the, a storyline where they change their suits, why start the movie with them in different versions of the suits? Because then, when they get the new powers, you're just like, well, those are the suits they basically had at the beginning of the movie with the emblems changed. Yeah, it's not. And, it, and that, that's, I mean, there's a lot of logic flaws in this movie. But oh, that's like, so yeah. it does the power like how are they all? Because they all know each other. Is the is the power all connected, and that's why they're original suits? Because logically, like you say, there'd be new, different suits because it's a different power. It's the animal power or whatever. Like, yeah, I guess yeah, the logic I, is. I, what I do they used to call it? The something grid. Is it the morphing the, grid. The morphing grid. I yeah. guess the premise. I guess the explanation they would give you if you were fansplaining it is, well, they need power to turn on the morphing grid or to get access to the morphing grid but if you take your kettle and plug it into a different power source it doesn't change your kettle it's just now getting power from somewhere different so i guess the explanation Mm. is they're still getting into the morphing grid so it's exactly the same they're still morphing in the same way but if you're going to change the emblems on the suits and what have you start them off in the sort of light fabricy old suits Start your movie with that, and then put them in the nice shiny motorcycle style like leather suits at the end. They look shit though, don't they? Like, they do, but they like, feel they're... at least they feel like oh, they're, the 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 idea is this is the exciting new updated suit at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd at least and also you'd at least you be because... more accepting of it because you'd understand why it changed. 
But also, you get to see the original suits. Because as a kid, yes. I wanted to see the original suits. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Because I, I, definitely, thought it was cool I definitely didn't the, want like these the... stupid fucking suits with the shittest torches ever in the fucking ears. Should we, want to, should we talk about the fucking additions? Oh, mate. That torch. Power beam! And, like, I honestly... The torch on my phone is stronger yeah. than her power beam. <laughs> so it lit those, up nothing. For those who don't remember... The Yellow Ranger, like at one point they're in a dark like car park, and the Yellow Ranger activates power beam, and the, this this um this like the, these two like little things flick back on the ears of her helmet to reveal like lights, and you think, oh god, that's gonna like light up the whole area, and then it's these two... <laughs> it's like they fitted two really cheap shitty torches to the top, and it lights up nothing, and they're all like, that's so much better. <laughs> it's doing nothing. But they also introduce a bunch of new stuff. The Thunder Whip, the the Steger Stinger, the Power Scope. What are these things? Well, these aren't in the Which TV is also show useless. that I remember. Well, what they are, Dan, is merchandise excuses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there was only the, the scriptwriter was just like getting calls every day. Like, have you uh, have you got them in the shiny new suit so we can sell a new set of toys? Yes, I have. Whole movie? No, they they changed because that's the story I've written. Mm, can you put them in the new suits in the whole movie so we can really. Sell these toys, okay, yeah. And they've got new Zords, yeah. We can sell the toys of that, cool. Um, do you want to give them some new strapped-on shit? What do you mean? Oh, like, I don't know, the uh, the Blue Ranger can have, like, a thing that shoots a line, like a grappling hook, like Batman, and you can zip them out. Right? Yeah, I guess. You, you think you'll sell that? Yeah, probably. Pink Ranger's going to have a whip? Hmm. That feels inappropriate. <laughs> like, it's... It does. And they got to the Yellow Ranger. What can she do? I don't know. Yellow is bright light. Give her a give her a torch. <laughs> it's terrible. It's so bad. Terrible. And the Red Ranger yes. got the Red Ranger got the worst of all. The Red Ranger got absolutely screwed. It's like a visor that comes down and makes his vision worse. <laughs> yeah, he can't even find the bird things. Oh no, they're not bird things at that point, are they? They're I don't know, putty, purple putties, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I just Googled Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, toys. And because, of course, the box office figure doesn't even account for no, correct. what they'd have got from the toys. No. So it would have definitely been a worthwhile investment. Action boy Like, now. they could have... Action yeah. girl now. Jesus. There is, um, you can get the whip. You can get the whip. Amazing. Um, so oh, then my other question, if we're talking about that sequence, unnecessary backflips when walking would suffice. Do, do I mean, think, the enti- oh, mate, does that, that entire movie's full of shit like that. But, but, but I've got to ask my, my, myself the question, Chris, and, and, and maybe you have the answer, you yeah, being a big fan. Did they know that's funny? Was that supposed to be a joke? Because, okay, so for those who don't remember, there's a big action scene happening. There's a big action scene happening, and two of the characters finish beating up the minion they're beating, and then they both just start backflipping away out of the shot, and you think, well, okay, they backflipped out of the shot, but then it cuts to a wide of the sort of wider battle, and everyone's fighting, and they're just backflipping through the middle of it. (laughs) It's so weird. And I but was laughing. In and I is, was in stitches, Chris. But I don't know if that was intentional. No, the bit, the one that really got Jess was like the White Ranger, the Ninja White Rangers, like corkscrew, corkscrew move. kick. Yeah, he does something similar <laughs> in the earlier fight where he like leaps through the air and stays just airborne for no reason, and just continually kicks the dude. 
And it's just like, if you had that in your locker, why didn't you bring that out earlier? Like, <laughs> yeah, that would have been, I can think of at least three scenarios that would have been useful earlier in the movie. <laughs> just to clarify, yes, you can. The, the Red Ranger toy, or at least the legacy version of it, comes with a different helmet which has that visor on. So you can get that as a toy. Um, um, yeah, so I mean, talking about the action scenes in general, they're pretty bad, if I'm honest. Um, they're, they raise more questions than they answer, as a rule. Um, they're very cheesy, and, and, and I'm not going to lie, there were points when I wished I could turn the sound off. Because between the unnecessary... Whenever they just even breathed or moved slightly, I cannot, Chris, I cannot forgive the dialogue. Um, yes. Yeah, how are these kids popular? They're the least interesting and funny people. Um, fighting a big uh, bone monster. I've got a bone to pick with you, and he pulls a bone out. Mm, nope. Um, if I knew somebody who spoke like that, I would immediately delete them from all social media and my phone book and never answer their calls ever again. Um, oh, they're fighting rock <laughs> monsters. They're, I know what fighting, I need to they're do. Fighting, they're fighting rock monsters. Back off, Boulder Breath. Hey, Lava Head. They're going to drop a rock on the rock monster. Let's rock his world. They cut one of them in half. Talk about a splitting headache. Uh, yeah, your quips are giving me a fucking splitting headache. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I will I will say, though, one, because uh, I think you missed me saying it, it that's great. Now, now I know I've got an out if I ever want to end the podcast. Um, I'll just start <laughs> talking like that. Um, but two, I will say, and I don't think this is deliberate, and it's too far, and it's bad, but again... Another surprisingly modern trope of superhero movies that is in this 1995 movie. <laughs> what, the quips? The quips, yeah. Yeah, but they're not really quips, are they? That's the problem. Is It's like it's trying to emulate yeah. the Spider-Man quipping while he's fighting thing, but it doesn't work because they're so badly written and so lazily written and so poorly dubbed on. And also, there's the scene when they fight in the ninja outfits and it is very clear that the only reason they put the masks on is to, one, hide the stunt doubles, but two, allow them to mm. dub in quick quips later because these quips are so good, Chris. The quips are so well written, they weren't even finished when they started shooting. They needed more time to think of quips. I, <laughs> I'm, I must post. imagine, I surely those if you if you ran the numbers, hmm. the 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 majority of those actors' audio must be overlaid separately, recorded in the sound booth. Like it's nuts. Like it was almost as bad as Artemis Fowl. Like it's just crazy it's yeah it's it's it, the amount of that is that's in here is absolutely insane um also if we're just nitpicking ivan who's i don't understand how he knows about modern anything um he says uh that he missed the black plague the spanish inquisition and the brady bunch reunion but my question is if you've been trapped all that time how do you know they exist at all uh, well, presumably, no, Dan. That's very clearly explained in the Ivan Ouv sequel, X-Men Apocalypse. He touches the TV screen and takes all the information in. What? Yeah, X-Men, X-Men Apocalypse, the, the bad guy in that, basically Ivan Ouv. He touches the TV, takes all that information in. Boom. Yeah, but what about this Ivan Ouv? Well, I, I think, Dan, X-Men Apocalypse and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are in an alternative universe to both, but together. They're, they're running parallel with each other. Sure. After, I have a question for after you. After he's Chris. kicked in the nuts, <laughs> he, returns to the, he returns to Earth and fights 
that crappy version of um, Dark Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not sure as that in this movie. No, um, I don't know. <laughs> Goldar kills him saying, before like, he goes to the command center. It's it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. He's got TV in that egg. I don't know. <laughs> got tv in his egg yeah for those who don't recall we haven't really recapped the story because god where do you start because there isn't one (laughs) but there (laughs) there isn't one so very quickly i guess i'll just do it just to cover it for anyone who's confused um ivan gets awakened he's a mega power that's been trapped uh in an egg for many years he was trapped thousands of years ago by ancient warriors and if he's released he'll cause havoc he gets released and causes havoc he destroys the command center which loses the rangers their power uh, zordon is nearly de- dead and alpha uses the last bit of power they have to send the rangers away to get new power source so they can be rangers again and fight ivan and while they're away getting those powers ivan controls all the parents and nearly kills them um or starts to try and kill them but he's also built big giant robots in that time so when the Power Rangers return to save everyone, they have to summon their new... After succeed, successfully getting their new powers, they get their new Zords, and their big robot fights his big robot. And then, I guess we can talk about it now, they win the day by kicking Ivan Ooze in the nuts and leaving him to be hit by a meteorite. <laughs> it's this weird, like... I just think, has no one got any better way to end a Power Rangers movie? Because in the 2017 one, they essentially slap Rita into space, don't they? So Mm. it's just like, has no one got any other ideas for this? That's really weird. I guess, because I I guess the obvious answer is like, dump them in the sun. But that's pretty violent for a show that parents groups were already dubbing too violent, you know? Maybe, or I don't know, they find a way to turn him back into ooze. Like, it just, like, it is, it, it, or, you know, Dan, they they punch him into the comet. Like, it's such a specific, like, wow, why did you go for, because for those that don't remember, they break an emergency, like, only use an emergency button, and that button knees him in the crotch, which sends him hurtling into a comet. Like, why, Dan? I would love to have been in the room when they discussed the fact that it was going to be near him in the crotch area. <laughs> Can I, I, no, my question, I suppose, Chris, is if you were building a giant robot and you were creating the controls, would you not think, you know what I need? A button that kicks whatever's in front of me right in the crotch. <laughs> I need a specific Probably, but... crotch attack button. Yeah, but I'm into that sort of stuff, you know? <laughs> like, but these, these guys... What's their I'm excuse? Got, by the way. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm into that clearly. sort of thing, Dan. What's their excuse? Damn it! <laughs> they clearly, clearly they're into it too. I'll have to check. I'll have to check the newsletter and see if they're on the list. But like, <laughs> it's just. It's or you can so, ask around at the next a... meetup if any of the people in the room wrote the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> it's such a, it's such a bizarre choice it's... For, for this movie. It's really odd. Um, and again, something that made Jess lose her mind. So maybe your aunt and nan or aunt and mum i can't remember what it was it was yeah maybe my, they my, found my, it my funny. aunt took me and my cousin maybe they found it funny maybe yeah maybe i got but like i just can't imagine them sitting through more than a few minutes of it i really can't i i, I struggle because like they, they definitely they, they, around the same time or maybe a year or two later they took us to see space jam and i remember them getting a little bit out of space jam. i remember them enjoying space jam like you know, it's because mm. it's because the the movie explains itself. It makes it, it, Space Jam. If it isn't a great movie, we've talked about it on here. In fact, it's the very first movie we reviewed on this podcast. But mm. for all its flaws, it's a movie. 
Like it is, it is top to bottom a movie. Yeah. It has a beginning, a middle, and end. Structure, characters, plot. Uh, what? What is this? What is this? I will say. I will say, Dan. Two. I'm going to pay two compliments to the movie now. Please. The morphing sequence, the, the, how they morph at the beginning when they first turn into the suits, is cool and is kind of taking. It is actually a better adaptation of the. You know what I mean? It's enhancing what they did in the TV show, and it looks it looks cool. You know the coins coming out and stuff. That's pretty cool. Sure. And the poster with the helmets to the side looks cool as well. Not enough, is it, Chris? Pretty big. <laughs> pretty big. No, I'm not saying it is, Dan. Um, yeah, it's it's. I reckon it's the re- very very flawed. I reckon the reason no one hangs out with these kids other than other than themselves is because of how annoying they are. I reckon it's not that they're a tight knit group of friends. I just think they're all that's left. They're the only people who can stand each other. Even but even like they don't even explain why the ki- how the kid knows them. I assume some sort of youth work, but like <laughs> probably need an explanation for that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean. That yeah. kid's not as annoying as I thought he was going to be going into. He's this. barely in the film, though. Let's be fair. Like I yeah. forgot. Like he's in. He's in. The, so he shows up in the opening sequence when they're skydiving, and then we don't see him again. And I checked this till like thirty-five minutes into the movie. <laughs> like mm. I'd forgotten he existed. Um. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, the, the movie does successfully up the stakes, destroying the command center, Zordon on death's door, no Power Ranger powers. Yeah, and that's cool. That's, but, that's cool. The, but the the payoff to that is that it just all works out. <laughs> there's no, oh, there's barely any struggle. I mean, for the whole movie setting up this, there's the power out here, no one's ever so, gotten near it. You know, and there's all this talk of, oh, all these people died trying, thousands of people have tried and they've all died. What's different about you? And you think, fuck, so, how are they getting out of this one? Just easily is the answer. Just like quipping and jumping about. Like, they never struggle. Yeah, they don't even like... They don't even like. There's the stone people, mm. and then there's the the the, the dinosaur bones. Yeah. But even those, I'm like, I can see how other people could have defeated them. Like again, unless again, they made it about teamwork and working together. A good example of upping the stakes but doing nothing with it, Dan, is a, is a specific moment. So, Tommy fires his falcon at something and is hit. It's not clear whether he's hit by the monster or if he's hit by his own rockets rebounding. But he has to go away. And then he comes back. But the kids inexplicably inexplicitly are driving a like tram <laughs> tube style train. And the kids the monsters destroy the bridge. And the kids are coming towards the bridge. But literally, Tommy's like I gotta go. I gotta go deal with the bridge for the monorail. No explanation of how he knows. Presumably, he saw it when he was repairing his wing or something. And then he goes and he puts the and he puts the Falcon over the gap and the tu- and the monorail train goes over it. But there's no like there's no shots of like even when like the the bridge is stamped out. Cut to the kids on the monorail and yep. make us go, oh shit! Have them see it and then realize there is no yes, suspense exactly. to that before they've even made it clear it's a problem. Tommy is on his way to solve the problem. And it's like, you could have had some moments here of genuine suspense of, like, the kids in trouble, and you just don't do anything with it. And then the final, like, like shit in your cereal of that element, like, as if they haven't, like, served you a real bowl of crap to start with. They, Tommy then goes, good luck, kids, even though he has no way of knowing. 
that that's who's on the monorail and that their plan yeah. is to go save anyone. Good luck, kids. And again, good luck with what we're talking really sim- about, Tommy. You don't know. <laughs> that's really simple. You just have him in the sky, see the kids and see the parents and put two and two together. Yeah. But it's easily but- fixed. <laughs> That doesn't happen, and like, and also the the Falcon Zord is the exact right fit for the gap. Like, yeah, and also just, the train like wouldn't unless that Falcon Zord has rails on its back. That train would have crashed there anyway; it would have derailed. But like, let's, yeah. I'll, I'll even I'll even suspend disbelief for that. I'll just go, okay, maybe we didn't see it, but it like sh- shifted its shape somehow. This new Zord because they're so rubbery looking and like they, you know they they all the all the Zords you know what they look like they look like the T one thousand from Terminator two they look like they're made of yeah. liquid metal not metal they don't look solid at all yeah completely so you could tell me that they shifted around and I just go cool <laughs> it's just fine space metal I don't care um, it feels it feels like there's a lot of like like there's the scene where the kicks the kicks hit I don't know if it's a bird or one of the parties at the beginning. But they they come in from either side, and they squeeze its head, and it's really cartoon. And it feels like an, someone. Yes, it, in, it actually I freeze framed it. They've done cartoon drawn eyes that bulge. Yeah, out. completely. And yeah. it and it feels like someone went. Oh, you know what? This will be funny. <laughs> and then maybe someone else went. Yeah, but we don't do anything else like that at any other point in the movie, and it doesn't fit. Ah, uh, yeah, but in this moment it'll be funny. <laughs> like it's just. Weird. I don't even just, no, I don't like even. I said, don't even think the second guy existed. I think the <laughs> I think the first guy went. Oh, we'll put cartoon eyes, and it'll be really funny. And everyone, oh, yeah, that will be funny. I don't think there was a voice of reason in that room that went, guys. Are we sure? <laughs> I think you've. I think you're giving them more credit than they've earned <laughs> by, a, like you say, by assuming there it's... was at least one sensible person behind the fucking camera here. <laughs> like you say, there's just a real lack of thought. And look, you could point to. You could be sat there going, yeah, but like. You've just not rewatched the show. You're not. You're not remembering it. Like the show. The show has these flaws as well. But like, there's the plot where uh, the green candle arc, where the green candle is burning down, and Tommy is going to lose his powers, and we see him slowly le- losing his powers. We see him having to pick moments where he has to choose whether to fight or not. The episode after he loses his power is an episode I believe called Missing Green, which is all about. Jason missing his friend and his guilt about Tommy losing his power because it, he could have he could have saved him right something like that yeah or maybe he felt like I he, this maybe one. I think I think Tommy's one of Tommy's last acts is to transfer a bit of power to Jason or something like yeah, that yeah I think I and think he had with... a chance to save him because the candle was the candle was running out like he Jason was like the closest to being able to stop that from going or something like that and had failed something like and that and then if remember so... serves don't they then create four more candles for the other remaining four rangers except for Jason <laughs> I think they have their candles, but because Rita had the green candle, she could light it. Or no, I think like no, because Rita's gone know. at this point. This is season two. I think Zed whips out the four more candles, not including the Red Rangers, which is just. I remember even as a kid going, "Where's the Red Rangers candle?" And then I think I think that Jason gets to redeem himself for his guilt over Tommy by taking I think he's out already and saving the other Rangers' powers. I think the green candle and missing green. I think that's still Rita. I think that's still series one. And no, the green series, candle is cause... the green candle is Rita. I'm talking about this episode you're referring to. I think it's Zed 
pulls out four more candles and it's how Jason resolves. Oh, re- re- I think Jason redeems himself. Yeah, because he is still the Green them. Ranger for a bit of series two. Yeah, so I think you're right. I think he, he actually loses because he then, because if memory serves, as a kid, you think there's ages. I'm looking this up, right? As a kid, you think it's fucking ages before he comes back and when it's like, oh, is he going to be the White Ranger? Mate, check this out. Season two, episodes 12 and 13, Green No More. Episode 14, Missing Green. 15, Orchestral Maneuvers in the Park. 16, Beauty and the Beast. 17 and 18, White Light. There's literally three episodes in <laughs> between him. Rightly, and I could be misremembering this. You can get... Don't they introduce two random other male characters who have no personality and don't do anything in the episodes leading up to the White Ranger thing? The idea so, yeah. being that one of them might become the next the white, ranger. The, the white ranger so that there is some questions to who it might be but it's obviously and always going to be tommy the, like the one of the most popular like that, characters yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway uh, oh yeah. here you go jason jason feels responsible for tommy's power loss by not retrieving the green candle so point is like yes there's obviously a lot of flaws a lot of cartoon elements and a lot of plot flaws and stuff that doesn't make sense in the original as well but there are also multiple examples of them trying in the original but also, and trying to put thought into it and add nuance and yeah but also you can't just go oh well the show was flawed so we can we have the license to make our movie flawed that's not how it works yes. you you know you're getting a chance to take a property that's beloved and taking it to the, to the big screen um, put some fucking effort in, like put some, cause that's the difference. It's, it's, it's all right. Maybe the TV series was low effort. Maybe it was, you know, maybe even the very premise of just borrowing the Japanese footage and slapping some footage around it of American kids, you know, hanging out at a juice bar and doing teaching karate, you know, in the community classes or gymnastics or whatever. Maybe that is lazy to start with. And maybe it always started from that place. So in a weird way, they've accidentally honored the show, but it doesn't matter because the movie still, is a movie. They're still asking us to pay money to go see it. They're, they're, you know, this isn't yeah. morning. This isn't breakfast morning colors and lights to distract children. This is a feature film that they asked you to pay money for to go see, and it deserved at least a modicum of effort. And the the show having not given much, maybe. It's not an excuse for the movie to do the same. It's really not. Yeah. The movie has to yeah. function as a movie, and it doesn't <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. And I and and that I is t- why I just cannot, even for funsies, recommend anybody sit through it because <laughs> it just doesn't to clarify, give a shit. <laughs> to clarify what we were talking about earlier, because I, I thought this was it, but I got it confirmed. So the movie, and I don't know about UK release, the movie came out in between seasons two and three. Mm-hmm. The first three episodes of season three are a backdoor pilot for Mast Rider. <laughs> and then there's the four-part Ninja Quest. That well, that's because I think equivalent story. if memory serves Carmen Rider, the show Mast Rider borrows from, had crossed over with Super Sentai. Yeah, so they uh, and they were they looking to the, they yeah. were they were quite happy. I think they wanted to sort of like make Mass Rider a thing also, um, and because they had footage of the Power Rangers and that version of Carmen Rider together from the crossover of Super Sentai and Carmen Rider, they were like able to do it that way. Um, that's that was a gift given to them by just the fact that Super Sentai and Carmen Rider, you know crossed over um, they, could, they yeah. couldn't have done that otherwise but i, I love master rider i absolutely adored master rider i've never seen common rider right. i have no idea if that's good or not but 
I can tell you right now, Mass Rider was like so I think good. Fans did. I think fans didn't like the crossover though, if memory serves. But I might be wrong. Yeah, I don't really um, remember the crossover much because I think the crossover again falls into that period where I dropped off power rangers yeah so i i think i might have actually been watching master rider and enjoying master rider before i even knew he'd crossed over with the power rangers yeah what was that was it and i don't want to you know let's only make this a two minute tangent but that other show that i remember really loving as a kid but not enough to kind of vr troopers get a real grasp on it vr troopers and Mm. wasn't one of their dads like missing and that was like a through plot of that yeah he was like trapped in the vr world I remember VR Troopers. Yeah. I remember Big Bad Beetleborgs and VR Troopers um, reasonably well. I remember the theme tune to both those shows so well. We are VR Troopers! Mm. Um, and then me and Nadia always make fun of the Beetleborgs theme tune because it was so funny. It, uh, honestly, the, the Beetleborgs opening credit sequence for the first season is one of the funniest things you've ever seen in your life i think the lyrics are like three typical average kids in a haunted mansion accidentally meet a ghost and now they're beetleborgs hmm? sorry <laughs> i think you've skipped some steps there sorry they've met a ghost and now they're beetleborgs were the beetleborgs in the second casper movie or am i just were they just creatures like beetleborgs uh, the Beetleborgs look like Power Rangers, but with Beetle helmets. So I don't remember them being in the ba- anything to do with the Casper movie. No, the sequel to Casper. Um, oh, uh, okay, yeah. No, I'll look it up. I, I no, can't I, remember. I, I don't think I don't think I really paid too much attention to the sequel to Casper, to be honest with you. But yeah, the the, yeah, that's fair. Uh, the, the, the uh, except for that song, there was a song. Uh, don't, don't go, go changing, changing rearranging. Yes, I love that song. Hold on to the love <laughs> yes, sensation. Nine one one. And then the video was them on like an amusement park with intercut footage of Casper two, which I had the VHS for, but I never watched the film. I just watched that music video. Um, <laughs> true it story. looks like they're not. They, it looks like they're not. Uh, that was that was an absolute tune. Nine one one had some bangers. Like they but, were great. Great pop act, um, but um, yeah. So I, I genuinely like, like Beetleborgs in it. The, but yeah, I, I like both of those shows. I liked I liked all three of those shows. In fact, I think by the, in the end, I wasn't watching Power Rangers, but I was still watching Mass Rider, and then occasionally VR Troopers and and, and Beetleborgs. VR, um, VR Troopers was like dumb as shit. Like it was it was possibly even lazier than Power Rangers. <laughs> I think that's I think that's saying something. Well, did they did they get did they save his dad from the VR world? I that's think they I did, but then wasn't his dad like I think his dad maybe was like working with the bad guys it turned out and it had all been a bit of a trap somehow. I can't remember. It was very long and complicated. Um shit. But I remember I remember the to- my favorite toys when I was a kid. My absolute favorite toys was the Master Rider ones. I had the um, I had the the regular Master Rider, the gold Master Rider, and I had the um the car. Um the red car and that blue bike, the bug car, whatever it's called. And it was my absolute favourite toy. It was huge as well. Like the car was really was like a sizable toy. Um now and now if you look now online, try and find one of those on like eBay or whatever, hundreds of quid to get them. And I had one, and I probably smashed it to pieces <laughs> because I played with them so much that I think most of my toys in the end I was I played with them constantly. So a lot of my toys ended up in bits <laughs> because I was just constantly rolling them around the floor. You know, oh no, he's going to crash into the wall. You know that sort of thing. But I absolutely loved years and years. My absolute favorite toy, all I would play with, with my Master Rider toys. Uh, to to take us back with, with, to a logistics question for this for this movie. Yes. 
does time work differently on that planet that they're on? Because we see day and night like twice, and it's like if they've been gone for three days with no evidence of food or, or anything. Yeah. Like so that, like... in the original, do you want, so should we? This isn't. I'm not going to move fully into trip because I've got a few more points I want to make on the film. But to cover this in truth, they cut a huge section of that part of the movie out um, that showed them sleeping and eating while on that planet. And the reason they right, did, okay. and this again goes back to laziness, but I'll read you the trivia. So, in November 2000, uh, 1994, sorry, they were filming the movie already. They just started. Um, and Gabrielle Fitzpatrick was uh, sadly di- uh, diagnosed with an ovarian cyst that had to be removed immediately. Now, she's the lady that played Dulcia. So, she had to go off and have surgery and recover from that. And the movie was only shooting for like six to eight weeks, I think. So they were, they kind of stopped, and they had to bring in a different actress, uh, Mariska Haggerty, who is since like she, she's a she's a re- she's a very successful actress now. Um, she was actually on Seth Meyers, I think, or Jimmy Kimmel or something, and talked about the fact she was hired and then fired for the Power Rangers movie. Um, it was like a running, it was like a joke. Um, I think right. she's been on like I think she's like a lead on like Law and Order or something like that. She's a she, you know she's a very well she was on like ER as well. She's like she's she's beloved. Um, so and she was talking about how that she got hired to play the role of Dulcia and spent a couple of weeks filming and then went home for Christmas, and they called them, like, I'm ready to come back to Australia, which is where they filmed this movie. And they were like, yeah, we don't need you anymore. Because Gabrielle Fitzpatrick had gotten better. And they were bringing and her is, back. And it's still, still, it is fine, by the way. She, you know, well, she's still, she's still around. She's, she, she's been in Lost. Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was really... getting to. So Gabrielle Fitzpatrick, oh, obviously, is, is got better and came back to shoot the rest of the movie. And that's the reason they then dropped Mariska um, Haggerty, because they were just like, well, we got the original actress back. The problem was they'd shot a bunch of footage with Mariska Haggerty, and because they were really lazy, they actually chose to cut two sequences from the movie rather than reshoot them, because they just couldn't be bothered. Now, a bunch of them uh, involved uh, an annoying sidekick for Dulcia called Snoogle, uh, who was an alien that only spoke that spoke in a language only Dulcia could understand, who was supposed to add comic relief. And then Snoogle was apparently very irritating and often would make fun of uh, and, and, and pick on Kimberly. That was the running joke. He was like a small green anteater type alien. Um, so they cut all that. And then there was another, and I swear this is true, 12-minute long sequence where the six rangers went to stay on her home planet, slept in sleeping bags that were all the colour of their respective rangers, and then trained with her the next morning to get used to their new ninja powers before going off on the quest to find... You know, she, yeah. she gives them the ninja suits. But because they didn't want to reshoot that when they brought um, Gabrielle Fitzpatrick back once she recovered... Um, and again, she's one of the few actors in this movie that's doing a good job, by the way. <laughs> so, again, I'm going to give her all the credit, especially knowing that she had a surgery in the middle of shooting this movie. It's even more impressive. Yeah, yeah. It's even, especially because it's such a physical role. Like, she's she's, she's quite hands-on. She's, a, you know, she's fighting those bird things, whipping those sticks around. Like, it's, yeah, she's she's required to do a fair amount. Um, she, so she does very well. But yeah, I mean, come on. Like, that's ridiculous. So that just goes to show how lazy they were. Should we re- replace and refilm all the scenes we shot with the other actress? Nah, we'll just cut those scenes from the movie. You sure? Yeah. That is madness. Just cut them. Just cut them. 
That is absolute madness. <laughs> yeah. Also, the production for this went... Apparently, the production for this film overran so much that they then had to shoot... Because they were due to start shooting Power Rangers episodes because they had a TV schedule to keep up with. They had to film Power Rangers episodes in Australia and make an excuse for them going on holiday to Australia. Well, like... It, let's talk about that because, like, you don't notice it as a kid particularly something seems a little off but you watch it now and you are like this is clearly australia <laughs> clearly angel Sydney. grove suddenly this... looks a lot more australian <laughs> it's like they don't make any effort to like make it feel like america <laughs> no they make almost no effort it's 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 pretty bad <laughs> God. yeah what were your so what what were your other what were your other thoughts then yeah so i just want to go through some of the notes i did write multiple times through the notes action boy now action girl, action now. girl I, now. It, it, so i wrote it in the point of the notes roughly where it happened but then i just sprinkled it throughout suggesting it was just in my head through the rest of the movie <laughs> just randomly it um, is the catchy the movie the song you remember is you know trouble by like i don't think it is banana rama but like whoever covered it for this um yeah. but Action Boy now, Action Girl now was way more stuck in my head than anything else. Yeah. Um, so, Ivan's Ooze. No, thank you. <clears throat> I wrote that. <laughs> because he's selling a product called Ivan's Ooze, and that just sounds deeply gross. Um, I think they sold that. I, that's, that's a piece of merchandise I remember. I remember you could buy... Right. Goo, well, goo, gun, yeah. Gun, so he wrote a few. Like no- I wrote a few notes about that, which because it just really bothered me. So he goes to quite a lot of effort to do branding for the bottles, and then I wrote in my notes, <laughs> couldn't he have afforded it if he could have afforded to produce bottles with like labels and branding and all that stuff? Couldn't he have afforded like an ad campaign rather than going out onto the street and just handing it to children like a snake oil salesman? I but also, then I also. Well, the very next thing I wrote in my notes was, spoke too soon. He's now on public access shilling this shit. <laughs> yeah, which you, yeah, which was amazing. But I, I found it hard to believe that that many parents would go, hmm, what's this? And touch it. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I did write, I wrote yeah. the note, I did write the note about they don't call them adults even on the news. <laughs> they call them parents. And it's the idea that whilst it can't control them completely... Is the idea meant to be that it does have a sort of hypnotising effect on the kids as well? Until Fred, who's not really touched it or engaged with the ooze, like... Is is that the idea? I couldn't tell. Cause, well, this is my other thing, because it's they get to this party at the end. The kids are just having, like, a party, because all the parents are gone, I guess. Not worried about their again, there's only There's only parents and teenagers in this world. Yeah. Um... And then this kid shows up, the kid's having a news party, and he tells them... Oh, by the way, oh, this show always has a liberal use of the word teenager, but mm. Bulk and Skull hanging out with these children is so glaring and weird, because they look about 40 oh, yeah. compared to this cast of kids they're having a party with. But the kids are all covered in the ooze, they're all dancing, and the other kid shows up and is like, hey guys, our parents, you know all the parents that are missing and you all seem to be celebrating, they're all about to die? And then suddenly it's just like action stations for these kids. They just believe him outright, it's amazing. Um, but like, I, I, what, Bulk and Skull, what's going on with that, Chris? They're, they're hanging out with a bunch of 12-year-olds? They're the only people of that age there. What's the deal? Explain your, yourself, movie. I can't. I, well, I, I can't. Like, <laughs> it's, well, my choice. Um, yeah, it's weird. Bulk and Skull, in general, don't go through... They go through an arc 
like their asses at the beginning and then they help save they help save the day at the end but we don't see the thought process behind that arc which again we have done in other power rangers episodes and stuff well, <laughs> it's yeah, just it's... weird and then there's weird like things like the kid finds his dad on the construction site and tries to snap him out of it and i'm like wait a minute these are missing parents the police obviously can't find them, although, again, police always uh, uh, <laughs> conspicuous by only their absence in the world of Power Rangers. Yeah. Military and police never show up. They apparently just went, well, we've got the Power Rangers in Angel Grove. We can disband the police, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the policemen are parents, Dan. Obviously. Yeah, right. Yeah, there you go. But if no one can find these fucking kids, uh, these parents, sorry, and the newsreaders on the news saying about it, this kid just finds his dad on the construction site. How? <laughs> yeah, and it's the only... I refuse to believe that he's... That's why I think you've got to fansplain it, that there's a slightly hypnotising element. Okay, sure, well, but how, because... still, how does he find him? Yeah, okay, he's the only kid trying. Yeah. But wh- wh- how? Well, especially, <laughs> especially when seemingly he finds him no problem there, but in order to go to the same spot later in the movie, all the kids have to get on the monorail? Like, the, the ge- geography of Angel Grove is all <laughs> over the place. And again... Another example where you could have seemingly, seemingly, because Ooze, Ivan Ooze blows up, gets destroyed by the comet, his power, the, all the powers of the Ooze disappear. But again, why not have the kids reach their parents? Why not have the kids and the, their, you know, the, yeah, the, on their the own love steam. between the parents and the kids get through and break the power. Well, yeah, and there's... then, like, again, that, that message of Ooze has all the ability in the world, but he can't beat the love of friendship and family. And teamwork. Like, just yeah, another yeah, yeah. chance. Rather than a water jet and a positive result from the nuts kicking into a comet. <laughs> yeah, and also even the Zordon situation. The Zordons, they get there and it's too late. Zordon has, uh, according to Alpha, he's he's passed on. They're too late, and they all just sort of hold hands and he just comes back to life. I'm yeah. sorry. It, it, why is this all so easy? I don't like struggle. Like, have to think about something. Don't just go. We can fix this with the will of just magic. Like, it's insane. <laughs> There's also yeah. They could, and again and again one line of dialogue. Like instead of because he literally says, "What did she say?" Anyone who has the power can make anything possible. You just change that line to, wait, we, we've done this together. Let's try and do this together too. And like you you have the animal spirits come out and merge and then they do it. Something yeah. like that. Because you kind of go, but again, they all kind of know each other. So it makes sense that Zordon could be connected to that power and it could bring him back. Um, kind of in a way makes more sense than like he's this person but he's in a tube and choosing to be a big floating head. Mm. Like they don't, they don't explain that those logistics that well. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so I, I literally wrote in my notes, they save Zordon cause magic. Um, and then like, I mean, if we're just going to, I've got a couple of little just nitpicky things. Right. So Ivan's got the parents. They're already working for him. And in fact, he's done with the parents because he goes, right. I'll go kill yourselves. Don't need you anymore. You've built my robots. Right. But at that point, Chris, during that scene where he says that, they're still making boxes and boxes of the jarred Ivanus. Why? Wasn't that part of the control parents plan? Why are you now making mm. why you need why do you why are you making more of it? Especially when it seems you need to have that ooze to put in the machines to make them run. So you're just jarring it up for no reason. <laughs> that makes That's weird. 
weird. No sense whatsoever. Then also the time scale. It would be more important. Uh, more important. It would be more. Sorry. It would be more impactful when Tommy is like, "It's time. We're going to go save Zordon." If they hadn't just spent a few days dicking about, like. Yeah, well, he stands. He stands and seemingly looks at the monolith for ages because it cuts back. Cuts back. Yeah, this is my it's question. It's a later time, yeah. Yeah, and he's it, like, "It's time." Like, fuck off! Why haven't you been like? Yeah, more urgency. I, I wanted them to cut back and for them to already be trekking through that fucking woods because yeah. because you yeah, Zordon's dying. The city's under threat, and you're just seemingly spent a few hours standing around staring at your goal before you decided randomly. It's time. Now, I know the reason that's there is because they trained... The idea... What was what was supposed to be there is a scene where they were training in between. Like, they didn't just want to go off, you know, half-cocked into that wood. That would be stupid. So, Dulcia trained them how to use their new ninja powers. But you've cut that scene from yeah, the movie. Yeah, and that, and that scene... That scene would make the whole it's time, we're ready, we're trained thing make more sense. But yeah, as you exactly. said, just but... cut out... Cut that scene if you're cutting that other scene and just cut to them trekking through. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, it's yeah. ridiculous, um, and also like then they then literally when they're walking through the jungle, which is like the very next shot, Tommy's like, "Come on, guys, Zordon's running out of time," which just points out the problem they've just created as well. <laughs> um, do you think? Do you think someone could do with like making some cuts like that? I mean, the movie would probably be only an hour long, but you know, doing doing some cutting around stuff and updating the graphics do you think someone could take this movie and make a better movie out of it yeah, better yes still salvageable yeah. probably not <laughs> I don't. Yeah. um and then the, the, the my final like no two i've got two of them very quickly um the movie literally ends with them celebrating with fireworks um like which is just so cheesy and stereotypical like mm. like ridiculous apparently the way they got the crowds to that shop was they told them it was going to be a free fireworks show um because they didn't want to pay for extras so they put it out that they were putting on a fireworks show um and it was apparently nearly ruined by some radio djs that got wind of what was going on and told people they should go to go meet the power rangers so oh, then wow. people were showing up looking for the cast and crew and all that stuff and it was more of a problem um uh, so yeah, they, they they and then they do this weird thing where they set up this kid Fred to be a ranger himself one day, and all I wrote in my notes was "Good luck, kid. This movie ain't canon, and neither are you." <laughs> yeah, you do wonder between that and like the post credit sequence with Zed and Rita coming yes. back, which you which, do wonder whether they were. I did write yeah. that's my the only part of the movie I genuinely think I laughed at. King Goldar. That's, yeah, that was that's that funny. was very good. We'll at, come back to that. But go and ahead. the music. The music cue from the uh oh, we're in tr-. that was very nicely yes, done as well. Very, very good. Um, the you do wonder whether they were hoping for a sequel, yeah. And everyone always talks about Turbo being the sequel to this. Turbo isn't the sequel to this. I've never, no, se- not I've not seen Turbo. that, I've not seen that movie, but that movie is a is a movie that's in the can of the TV show. If I understand, yeah, the, it's a T, it's a, it wasn't, it wasn't even released in cinemas as far as I'm aware, it was a TV movie. To link Zio to Turbo and like mm-hmm. link the two, it's not a sequel to this. No, but it's always referred to either. as such online. Yeah, no, absolutely, it is. It's always referred to as like the other Power Rangers movie, and it's like mm, not 
really, in, at least in yeah. my view. Yeah. So yeah, the King Goldar gag is funny. For those who don't remember, it's Goldar's sat on the throne because Rita and Zed are gone and so is Ivan. And he's just like, King Goldar! And then Rita and Zed show up and they're like, uh-oh. And then they literally they do a music drop of, uh-oh, we're in trouble, which is just perfect. Um, yeah, so that's all my notes. Is there anything else you want to... I mean, overall view, look, it's a bad movie. It, none of it works. It's easy to pull apart because the plot makes no sense. Um, the production is terrible. It looks awful. The costumes are bad. The CGI is bad. The acting is bad. The music is generally bad. Um, the story makes almost no sense whatsoever. They make no concessions for new viewers. Um, it doesn't have a point. No character seems to go on an arc. Um, it's it's best quality is that they do create stakes but then they don't actually pay any of those off so it becomes frustrating there's almost nothing worth it worth sitting through this movie for the quips are bad the actions but mostly but pretty bad like yeah it's not good don't don't do it yeah i mean if anyone if anyone can remember this this film was chosen because dan felt he had to pick a selection i might make so it's nice that he chose this just to shit on my childhood um, <laughs> well i don't know okay counterpoint chris <laughs> come on <laughs> defend what, it sorry say that again counterpoint then come no, on I can't. defend yeah, yeah. it <laughs> no no i can't and i would and i and i knew that going in like and and to be honest i'm not like um this isn't one of those occasions where it stings. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes when someone points out the flaws in something you loved as a kid, you you can feel the uh, you you know it stings slightly, even though you know they're right. Um, yes, kind of like I guess the podcast discussion on like Alf Weider's same pet to some degree. But <laughs> yeah. with this, it's like even as a kid, I wasn't I wasn't. It sounds like actually maybe in terms of this movie, yes. whilst the franchise as a whole. I was more into it sounds like from our discussion of you know remembering in a way you were more into this movie than I was as a yes. kid because even as a kid I much preferred the Ninja Quest arc and the way they did it in the TV show yeah which I, I, ne- which I never saw myself, <laughs> so that tells you all you com- need to know yeah to, to correct myself Turbo was released in theatres um, oh. apparently it earned 3.3 million in its opening weekend and was number 7 in the domestic box office I don't remember it being released in theatres in the UK I remember getting it on video but yeah who knows yeah um, yeah I, I, I see what you mean because well I guess that, that's the thing is your childhood when you think of the Power Rangers you don't think of this you think of the show no could we could yeah. rightly so the show is what represents this and while the show is flawed it's oh, I think it's okay for a kid's show to be a little bit fluffy and point but this again this is a feature film yeah. where they spent millions of dollars on it I don't think it's mu- too much to ask to expect some amount of thought and quality to go into it and it just didn't um, you know and it, it yeah, starts definitely. right at the top directors of the movie not having seen the movie did a fast forward of the series that tells you all you need to know um, so whereas I think if we'd have watched the series and I was pulling that apart you'd probably feel a little bit differently but I feel like I'd give the series a bit more leeway it was shoestring budget the whole idea no one believed in for years before it took off they were <laughs> they were forced around to make weird choices based on the sentai footage they had um the fact they made it work at all with the sentai footage is kind of remarkable to be honest with you um mm, completely you know and, and and weird little stuff aside you sort of would explain because you knew it was on a shoestring budget like the the american version of the green ranger costume looked different to the sentai footage of the green ranger costume particularly that shield and that bothered the, shield the was really shit bad. out of me as a kid. Every, you could like I couldn't tell why I didn't know why it was different in all the shots. I don't think, but I could see it was different. Like, and it really annoyed me yeah. that sometimes it looked different to others, and that pissed me off so much. So, but like 
But I understood, even as a kid, I understood that that show was made on a shoestring budget. You know, they were tying that shit together for the love of it. Like, at least there was some mm. thought and passion and attempt there. And and as much as the guys, as much as the cast can't act, you do feel sorry for them because they got screwed in terms of what the franchise was worth and what they were getting. Like, yeah, we haven't talked about that. so so bad for them. I, I, I looked into it and... The red, the original Red Ranger Jason, the um, um, who was the Black Ranger? What was the, the, the Zach? Zach, Zach, and Trini. So Jason, and then Trini, Zach and Trini, and Trini, yeah, Trini yeah. who played the Yellow Ranger. Those three actors basically tried to negotiate for higher contracts. At some point during, I think, season two or towards the end of season two. Yeah, it was. And they wanted more money because the show was becoming a hit, or be it was a hit at that point. I can't remember the timescale. Um, and basically, they just went, "No, we won't go. We, we won't hire you back then." And they just brought in these three new actors. Now, and didn't even like write, like wrote around it in like using archive footage correct. and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. To, to like that's they sent them away in the show. They were like, "Oh, we got, we got the we got the we're gonna go to like model UN in somewhere," and they just yeah. like left the country. <laughs> it was ridiculous. So it was then that, that when was they did make the movie, happened. obviously the. the the other kid. but one thing that i think is really really tragic about this reading into it was something i think it was the guy who played jason what's his name you you can you can help me out with him who was jason um i can't i'm trying to think it's i do know it um i've been trying to think of all of their names i know walter jones is zach um and um trini is Tri- Tri- i really don't want to get her name wrong because she tragically passed away um, I'm gonna have to look. Austin St. John is the Red Ranger. Austin St. John. So, and what was Trini's name to pay tribute to her? Um, I would have to go back and forth, but bear with me. I will, because you're right. Yeah, that actress very tragically passed away in the end, and that's that is very sad. Um, she was too far too young. Um, it was a car crash. Way I too young. Um, yeah, it was. Thai Trang. Am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, I think so. Vietnamese American actress known for playing Trini, the first Yellow Ranger. Um, yeah, she was. She was. You know, uh, she was a big part of that show and a big part of my childhood. It was really tragic that she passed that way. But that was that was after this stuff. This that that was like two thousand and something, I think. Uh, two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. There you go. Yeah. Um, so J- Jason, uh, the J- the Jason actor whose name I've now lost again. Uh, what was it? God damn, we have to go back and forth. Austin Saint John. John. So Austin Saint John said that the reason they tried to negotiate for higher wages was because at that point in the show, despite how many millions it was making internationally and you know across the world as it became a huge hit, he was earning, he reckoned, about as much money as you would earn working at McDonald's. It's nuts. And that is insane. It, it, do, it speaks to the shoestring budget of the show, to be honest, but it, it does feel like they should have maybe just given the cast the money they deserved um he does get to come yeah. back right he came back and probably got paid a lot more later on right yeah he came back as he, he came back as like originally as the gold ranger in zeo and then right. i think he's come back recent like within the last two years he's come back to the show again so really? yeah he has oh, he has oh, good for him. Back, he's probably yeah. so he's, he's finally getting his payday presumably because i assume and walter i assume they're walter paying the, the staff is... a lot more fairly these days i assume and, and walter jones for me has just popped up in the shield Oh right, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so, so, so anyway, so my point is, he he basically said, like, you know, they were paying us nothing. We tried to renegotiate. They just ditched us. So the show the show switched the actors out and then the movie obviously had it and the real sad thing as well i think is uh, i found a uh, walter jones who uh, chris just referenced zach the original um, black ranger he has stated in interviews since that he does really regret not having a peer, gotten to appear in the movie um mm. and i feel for him on that because i think that's yeah uh, i think it's really unfair the way that played out anyway should we get through the triv there's a there's a reasonable yeah, amount, but we, we covered much as we went so i'll be able to skip some um so several of the sets, including Lord Zed's throne room and Dulcia's palace, were made up of aluminum. I'm going to say aluminum because it's the American way. It's aluminium, aluminum foil over constructed wood framing. So it was literally made of aluminum foil. That's how cheap and shitty the sets were. Jesus. Um, actors considered for the role of Ivan Ooze before Paul Freeman got the role: um, Rowan Atkinson, Phil Collins. Tim Curry, Danny DeVito, which would have been an interesting choice, and Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd makes the most sense to me. I feel like Christopher Lloyd's performance would have been more in line with what we got. Um, but I would have been vaguely interested in seeing some of the other act- those other actors. Oh, Rowan Atkinson, I'd have been fascinated to see. Yeah, it would have been an interesting... Uh, to, to live in the reality where that worked out would be interesting. Um, yeah. When Ivan Ooze tells Zordon of all the things he missed while he was trapped in his containment egg, the Black Plague, Spanish Inquisition, were the scripted examples. Apparently it was Paul Freeman himself that added the Brady Bunch reunion <laughs> to the end of that, which I did genuinely think is one of the funniest lines in the whole movie. So yeah. the writers did, the, one of the funniest lines in the movie, the writers didn't even put it there. Makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Again, though... How does he know about the Brady Bunch reunion? But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense, but it's, yeah. Um, an advertisement... Oh, we already talked about that one. We can skip that one. Sweet. Yeah, and the word that's the, that's the uh, an advertisement in the Sydney newspaper told people to come see the firework display so they could have extras without paying them. Um, and speaking of impro- improvisations, when Dulcia asks Adam what's wrong, he answers, I'm a frog, which is another moment in the movie I thought might have been like close to genuinely funny. But apparently... Um, Johnny, yeah, is it? Oh God, it's Johnny my, Young Bush. I think Young Bush. My, it, my thing is underlined it, so I couldn't tell if it was Yang or Young. <laughs> because my thing is young. underlined his name. Um, said he'd ad libbed the line and insisted the directors use the line in the movie because he felt a frog was a lame choice for his character. <laughs> so another ad libbed line, <laughs> making it into the movie and being actually one of the better lines in the whole thing. But they don't, what I love is, they don't even, literally every other animal, she gives decent reasons for, and to cut, to to make him feel better, she basically says, yeah, but you're hot, or you're going to be hot. She literally is like, but the print, the frog turns into the prince, Mwah. and it's like, no, no, you're not selling, you're not, you're not selling the frog anymore, you're just flirting a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can't even. I, yeah, what do you? How do you they, it, it, one of two things happened there. Either they did originally write a reason, but they thought the frog line was funnier, but couldn't wake the frog line come into a good explanation that made sense. So they just used yeah. that. I don't know. Um, who knows? Um, so originally, the crew felt that total covering of the Power Rangers' faces removed ability to express emotion during the fight scenes. So the initial shooting took place using the actors in costume with no visors on the helmets, so you could see their eyes. However, they realized this was a mistake and realized that Power Rangers in morphed mode are not supposed to show emotion, but rather were supposed to be a powerful fighting force. So to correct the error, the action, the action scenes were reshot the next month with the visors added back in. 
Yeah. So there you go. Um, in order to make his tongue purple to match his purple body, Paul Freeman insisted on drinking blackcurrant juice that he held in his mouth and spat it out before each take. Oh God, that is that is commitment there. <laughs> Again, the star of this movie, the absolute hero of the Power Rangers movie, Paul Freeman. What a legend. <laughs> Um, in the original script, the Rangers were supposed to fight giant rat monsters that Ivanus created, but they didn't think the suits looked—they uh, didn't look like the look of the suits. They thought they looked too low budget to be in the movie, um, and they were replaced by the ooze creatures that Ivan creates at the start of the movie. However, the rat creature suits that they made did not go to waste, Chris. If you want to Google rat creatures or rats and then return of the green ranger you can see what those costumes look like because they did then use them in the actual power rangers series <laughs> i remember return of the green ranger that was like the half the part everyone else was sent back in time to the wild wild west and um the the white ranger they created an evil clone of tommy who was then the green ranger so the white ranger fought the green ranger uh, well they fought some rat monsters at some point too I'm just looking it up now. Oh God! Yeah, they're not. Although they are like they are costumes, which is better than the CGI. Yeah, correct. Yes, I 100 percent agree. Uh, the idea that they were the idea that they at any point went that looks too low budget for this movie is embarrassing to me because <laughs> where's the line? <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, voice actors uh, Dave Mallow and. Uh, Michael Sorich went on to went on to interview that they were sad that that they couldn't reprise their roles as uh, Babu and Squat. Uh, the voice actors were disappointed they didn't get to re- uh, reprise their roles as the new character Mordon. That's the name of the pig thing was added in their place to save money. Hmm. Um, to turn into Ivan Ooze, Paul Freeman had to spend seven hours a day in a chair. Um, ouch! So seven hours a day in a chair before he could even shoot anything. Forced to drink and hold blackcurrant juice in his mouth and spit it out before every single take. So every take, you know that actor is dealing with the strong taste of blackcurrant juice. Yeah. And yet, best performance in the movie and ad-libbed one of the funniest lines. He's a hero, man. The hero. He's a hero. Absolute hero. Um, due to the long yeah. hours of filming for the movie, the forty-pound Power Ranger suits the actors had to wear, the new ones, um, did cause back pain for the female stars, um, Amy Jo Johnson and Karen Ashley, after they were filming their scenes. Um, thankfully, a lot of it was taken on the taken on by stunt doubles, but they did have to wear the suits a fair bit, and um, yeah, they were apparently very uncomfortable wear because they were so much heavier than the tv versions which makes sense if you look at them they look heavier they're made of like leather and stuff um billy uh, billy stopped wearing his glasses here because david yost told haim saban himself that he preferred not to wear them um that then that the fake lenses uh, started to mess with his eyesight and give him headaches this was eventually also corrected on the tv series so there you go um johnny uh oh, i done it again it's like, is it young or young Young, Johnny. I'll double check now, but I think it's young. Because it's underlined, I just cannot tell if that's an <laughs> what letter that is. Young, Yang. Yeah, it's young. Oh, it's... no, Young. Oh, wait, no. Uh, wait, Y-O-N-G. Yeah, Johnny. Hold on. Johnny. Yeah, uh... Oh, so it's y- Y-O-N-G. So Young. Young. Yeah, I... okay. Yeah, it's Young. Sorry. Sorry. It's I, I, I can't tell that if that's wrong. an O or an A on my screen. Johnny, Young. No, it's, a, it's an O. Apologies. I thought it was Young. But yeah, Johnny Young, Johnny Young Bush. 
Um, it's, it's it's did done. all of his own ninja stunts in this movie because his stunt actor had actually broken his leg during training. So in the end, because the stunt actor had hurt himself, he then had to do all the stunts. Um, apparently, Jason David Frank also did a lot of his own stunts in the movie, but presumably not as many as uh, Johnny, because uh, again, no, uh, you know, no stunt double for him. Uh, amazing, they fair, didn't just, his... amazing they didn't just hire another one, but sure. He's he's still working. Quite, he's basically does a lot of dubs for uh, anime on Netflix. Um, oh, so he's fun. still. He's still got quite an active career. Like his filmography on Wikipedia is long. Like between video games, anime, animation, and actually some films as well, mm. uh, which again is, looks like a lot of um, dubbing work. Um, he's still, yeah, he's he's got a very active career. This guy. Oh, well, there you go. Good. I must admit, out of the three, out of the three new Power Rangers, I did always like Adam the most. Yeah, but he's the only one they bothered to give a personality. I mean, no, no disrespect to the actors mm. in question; they're doing the best they can. How the other blandest fucking humans, like they have no personality whatsoever. Those extra two, <laughs> they they yeah. just went, mm, "You're here." <laughs> like they don't get, they don't get, they they don't get any sense of character in this movie. I mean, none of them do. But I, my memory from it is that that carried into the show too. That they were just a bit bland. Um. So apparently Catherine Sutherland originally auditioned for the part of Dulcia and was turned down by the producers because they kind of felt she was too young for the part. They wanted someone a little bit older. Um, However, they would then later cast her because they liked her in the third season of the show. And she actually ended up playing Catherine, who took over as the Pink Ranger when Amy Jo Johnson left. (laughs) And went right through to Turbo. So that worked out much better for her. Oh, there you go. There you go. Perfect. Um, Dulcia's backstory was scripted but cut from the final movie Um, in the script Dulcia was the sole survivor of an alien race and it was her race that had created the power of the ninjetti stored in the temple she also explained she was a member of something called the Order of Melodan a group of young warriors that had originally defeated Ivan Ooze on Earth and that her friend Zordon had been a member of that order Fine. Yeah, it was sort of hinted. You do get a hint that she was one of the people that trapped him. Yeah, and like that, she knows who he is straight away and that. is panicked by yeah. his return. And then she also knows Zordon. It does sort of all link a little mm. bit. Yeah. Um, uh, Peter Marie Rickson, um, who was in the Alpha 5 costume, could not see, hear, or breathe once she had the helmet on. Um, so to breathe, they had a fish tank pump attached. Um, with an airline running up inside the Alpha suit. So she could breathe. Wow. The worst part about that, and the part that frightens me about that, honestly, Chris, is that Alpha, as part of Alpha's character, waves arms around a lot, right? Ay, 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 arms yeah. flailing through the air. If she stopped, if she stopped getting air because the pump failed and tried to signal that she couldn't breathe, would that not have just seemed like part of the performance? And I know it sounds like I'm making a joke, but I'm genuinely frightened that she'd have struggled to alert people to her lack of breath. God. I- I'm not wrong, am I? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> like, I- it does sound like a joke, and I know that it sounds like a joke, but I'm genuinely frightened that they did that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um... So this actually marks the first time blood has ever been seen in Power Rangers. When the stone gargoyle comes to life and slashes Tommy, um, it cuts through his outfit and you can see two blood stains on Tommy's chest, albeit they are sort of dry. Um, The cuts are barely seen because the crew did not want to show too much blood because parents were already upset at them for 
the amount of violence on the TV show. They wanted to up the stakes, but were also very concerned about the parent groups. <laughs> so there you go. Um, because the production overran, I've already covered this a little bit, but just to clarify, because the production overran, episodes of the TV show had to be shot the same time as the movie, notably in The Wedding, where the Rangers went on vacation to Australia and Alpha turns evil. I don't remember that episode, but there you go. Um... This this is obvious. Yeah, no, I do. That was a uh, that like all a load of old classic monsters came back. It was quite an quite an exciting episode. Except for it, well, yeah, but wasn't that one of the they fight stock footage episodes where the fights with them? Cla- it was supposed to be new fights with them fighting those monsters. The idea was those monsters had come back, but in reality, wasn't it literally the same footage from the first fights? Oh, most most likely, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um... So the skydiving scenes are a mix of back and forth real skydiving footage and then a set with a replica of a prop plane, prop, prop plane in the background in which the rangers interact and jump out of. Um, the flying scenes where you can see their faces were done in front of a green screen, um, which I think you can tell, to be honest with you, when you watch mm. the movie. And speaking of just little criticisms, uh, the worst use of green screen in the history of cinema, I think, in this movie. There's a point when um kimberly's new zord which can which is a which is a bird of some sort what's it what kind of bird it's a crane that's it it's a crane it's flying and then like they've cgi photoed over the top this box that she, her face is in to show her through the window but i've never seen a poorer job of anyone ever doing that find that shot at some point chris and have a look it's one of the worst pieces of special effects i've ever laid my eyes on and that I'll is have a look, but what like worse than the Zords? Yeah, like... mate. It, oh no, it's worse than the Zords, mate. It's it's so yeah. oh, it looks, looks like they've go. pasted the footage over. I'll see if I can find the time. Have you got Have you got it in front of you? Um, uh, I can get it in front of me. It's, uh, the problem is it's so it's so towards the. It's obviously it's during like all the chaos of them. Oh, here we go. I, I think I found it. It's when she. It's where it's right before she flies at the tower that Goldar and Ooze are on. Yeah, so it's What's it's the, the time code. Cr- it, the time code I've got. Uh, let me. Oh, it's do it. It's telling me how many time, much time is left, not how much time is. <laughs> one second. I want. I should be able to. Oh, minus twenty-one minutes and forty-one seconds, according to this. So it's a shot of the city, the bad CGI city, with a crane in the background, and then the crane ship is flying towards the camera, and then it's clearly they've just put the footage of her over the front of the CGI crane, but they've not done it properly and you can see the edges. <laughs> so this is 21 minutes from the end. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one minute and 14. There you go. It's just changed. One one hour and 14 minutes into the movie-ish. Depending on, obviously, your version. It's so bad. It's... <laughs> I'm looking at it now and I'm still in shock. <laughs> right, so what happens? What am so, I looking out for? So she, it's, a so shot of, sure. it's a shot of the city... And her ship yep. flies towards the camera, and then when it reaches the camera, it sort of stays on her inside the inside the cockpit. But it is very clearly just they've slapped one piece of footage over the. Other. It's as she flies towards Ivan yeah. in the thing. Can you see it? Yeah, that is bad. <laughs> it's genuinely one of the worst pieces of footage because as the ship moves, they try to wobble the footage digitally. Doesn't work, and it cuts off in a weird way. And when the ship turns, the footage doesn't. So she stayed still. It's, it's really bad. They've made no effort on that at all. <laughs> oh God. God! 
It's so There's, bad. But so much of it, like like you, like we've said all along, so much of it just feels lazy. Yeah. Um, very quickly, the last. And this is a this is a good example of that. Yeah. There's a, there's a there's a handful of bits of trivia left, so let's just get through these. Um, so this is the only time in the franchise in the franchise where a villain uses the word kill. Um, which I thought was interesting. Um, the Rangers morphed into um, in, a, in a different order than the TV show's morphing sequence. Um, in the film, Pink Ranger, Blue Ranger, Red Ranger, Black Ranger, Yellow Ranger, and then White Ranger. But in the TV show, it was always White, Black, Pink, Blue, Yellow, Red. Hmm. Thought interesting. That was, I thought it was interesting. Um, again, just talking of like laziness and like clearly like lack of safety standards, uh, a crew member was sent to the hospital and nearly died after being electrocuted on set. Um, uh, presumably because of all the fucking tinfoil. And, and, uh, like, <laughs> this movie was such a Mickey Mouse production. It's awful. I feel bad for anyone who worked on this. We've got Alpha nearly fucking dying of oxygen deprivation in the background while one of the crew members gets electrocuted. We've got a stunt double that's gone, so the actors having to do all of his own stunt work because they couldn't be asked to hire a replacement. This is this movie was a death trap. It's a miracle no one fucking died making this movie. Like awful. it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. So they uh, apparently just built three cockpits for the ninja swords. Um. You know, and then sort of doubled them up because there are six Zords, but three cockpits. So apparently, <laughs> right. um, the bear and the wolf share the same cockpit. Um, the ape and the frog share the same cockpit, and the crane and the falcon share the same cockpit. So if you actually look at the crane and the falcon's innards, when like uh, either the white ranger or the um, or the pink ranger is in them, you'll see it's actually the same. They just swap the, the actor out and then re- in shot. So yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, I guess... is that why? Because yeah, because if memory serves, we never like in the show they create a joint cockpit they all go into. But in this, it kind of like does a split screen, doesn't it? Presumably, that's why. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It it, it does kind. Of, I, I was torn on that because I couldn't. If that is a special effect, that's one of the better ones from this movie. When they're in the joint cockpit, it does look like they might have built a set for all six yeah. of them to sit in. So. I, Maybe there was four cockpits made then. Maybe there was a fourth one that was the the joint one. The joint one. Because um, I was looking at that thinking that looked pretty legit. Like, they didn't look like they pasted the footage over. But yeah, either way. Um, there was a deleted scene where Zordon actually gave the Rangers the helmet upgrades. You know, the power beam, the power scope. That was actually originally in the movie where he... So, that they would, so you wouldn't go, where did these come from? <laughs> um, but they cut it for whatever reason. So, because this... because why 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 assume people would care, Dan? Mm. This one makes me a little bit sad. Um, Richard Janelle, who for those who don't know played um, Ernie in the show, who was the guy who owned mm. the cafe. They always was it a cafe? No, it was a juice bar. The juice bar. Yeah, they it was were like always a juice in. bar. Yeah. Um, he was actually present for the entire two months of filming and was expected to appear in this film. They held him in Australia for two months. I mean, free holiday for him, I guess. So, not the end of the world. Uh, but they ended up choosing not to use him at all. Um, the plan... Jeez. Was, the, the plan was that the Waterside Cafe that they were meant to, you know, visit throughout the movie um, was supposed to be a substitute for the juice bar. Um, but in the end, they only yeah, used well, they- it. Go on. 
they even reference it at the beginning. I think they say something like it, like landing on Ernie's, like the Balkan Skull. Like there's a joke of them landing on Ernie's because he's doing discount food. Yes. So I I assumed the thing at the end was Ernie, and did in my head think, oh, it's a shame Ernie's not in it. I didn't realize they flew him out, left him there for two months, and then didn't use him. That's awful. Yeah, I felt bad. So the the plan was that he so that place the kids are having the party at the end is supposed to be his new waterside cafe. Um, and then at the yeah. end, end. Of oh, the it movie, actually says Ernie's on it, I think. Yeah, and at the end of the movie, the very end of the movie, when there's you know the fireworks are going off and they're all sat eating, that's supposed to be his as well. So presumably he would have shown up then. Now I I I only vaguely remember his character from the series. Yeah, I don't. He was kind of the Gunther of Power Rangers, is my memory of it. Which is he was sometimes just in the background, sometimes he got to say something. He kind of was a bit of a mentor figure, I guess, for some of the kids. Like he'd sometimes, you sometimes, know, yeah, dis- dispatch some wisdom. Um, but he was all. I always, I remember. I I my memory is that he was deeply underused because it's actually a, not a bad idea to go. Well, Zordon will mentor them in their superhero lives, and Ernie will kind of mentor them as human beings. Um, you know, as teenagers, but they, they never really used Ernie because it was kind of hard to justify. So it's it's kind of <laughs> endemic of a larger problem with the Ernie character that they flew that poor actor out. <laughs> they never used him. Just but dra- just have him it. serve the drinks at the end if he's yeah, there if, yeah, and you that... paid for him to be there. Correct. Yeah. Could it? What would it have cost them to just have him hand them the drinks and then to pat him on yeah, the back and exactly. be like, "Thanks, Ernie." <laughs> Little cameo. Yeah. At least it's the least they could have done. I know. Maybe um, you have him go thank thank you guys with a knowing smile, as if he knows their Power Rangers because he's fucking gone. Well, isn't it a bit weird that these kids always wear the same colours? He's worked it out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so apparently, the final act of this movie was completely reversed. So apparently, the original way they wrote it and then shot it was the idea would be that they would rush back, go to Zordon. It was too late. They'd spent too much time dicking about getting their ninja powers. But then they'd all band together, bring Zordon and the command center back, then whoosh off to go fight Ivan. Um, It's better this way, to be fair. Yeah, I think so too. Um, It's tricky though, isn't it? Because if the whole thing is, oh, Zordon's on the edge of death, there is an element of... It's a shame they think they love him so much. It's a shame they didn't immediately go back to try and help him. Especially because when they get there, it's like, you're too late. (laughs) Well, no, to me, they land in Angel Grove and then they see the monsters and they, they're right. like, well, we've got no choice. We've got to address this. Yes. Um, so I suppose you could argue, why didn't they land in the command center, not Angel Grove? But yeah, I yeah. will say the effects of them like shooting off and becoming colored beams, that that does look better than it does in the TV show. Yeah, like, that is an upgrade. Well, well that's, that's actually a moment where they had to change it in editing because like, Adam actually says, like, hang on, Zordon, and Rocky adds, we're on our way, before they teleport away. And it's like, they don't actually then go to Zordon. <laughs> they, they can fight Ivan. <laughs> so it is a bit like, yeah. So, Chris, well, the final piece of trivia, Chris. The final piece of trivia. Now, I want to tell you, Chris, I had to go deep because I wanted Cars Exist. I wanted it. <laughs> I wanted Cars Exist. Oh, I hope exist. it's monorail, Monorails Exist. <laughs> no, it's not Monorails Exist, although I bet there is a there is a version. I, I should have gone that route. I, I have... This is a bit of a stretch for trivia, <laughs> just in general. <laughs> right. Jason Narvi plays... Skull and or Bulk. But no, Skull. Mm-hmm. Um, 
bought a classic 1965 Ford Falcon during production and became the envy of several crew members. <laughs> Hold on. Did he buy it in Australia and then he couldn't take it back? What? Yeah, well, I think if you buy a car in a, in a different country and then you bring it back, you can have the license plate. You can get it relicensed, I think. You can have it switched. Yeah, but how would he get it back? I guess he'd have to have it yeah, taken by some sort of freight plane. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. He's, he was on that. He was on that Balkan skull money. I don't know. Actually, that's a good <laughs> yeah, question. Gonna... Maybe he sold yeah. it. By the end. It's a really good question. I don't actually know. <laughs> yeah, but all right. Yeah, no, cool, great. great. Yeah, I mean, it's stretching it. It's trim, but you know, you've you've got a car in there, which is good. Yeah, well, and a good one too. Nineteen sixty-five Ford mm. Falcon. It's a good car. I looked mm. it up. It looks nice. Good looking car. Yeah, nice. I didn't know off the top of my head what that looked like, but I googled it. Oh, cool. What is it? I'll Google it, I'll Google it as well, Dan. 1965 Ford Falcon. It's got the kind of a classic boxy look. I like it. Falcon. It's a nice car. Oh, yeah, that is nice. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd drive one of them. It'd probably break down every two minutes because it's so old now. But, like, yeah, I'd drive a Ford Falcon. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Fair play. Um, can I just say, I was blagging it slightly because it was, it was a different time frame, but I basically watched everything from them in Zords and I have found that piece of CGI you're referring to and it is appalling. <laughs> yeah, it looks, like they've su- it looks like they've super glued on <laughs> other footage. It's so bad, Chris. I cannot tell you. I'll try if I remember when I edit this to put it in the video version on YouTube um, if I can. So no promises, but if you do... Uh, but check the, the the video version of this on YouTube if you want to have a look around this time, and I'll 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 snip it in there. It's just awful. It's so bad. Yeah. Um. So um. Bef- do how do you want to do? Should we should we do the what we're watching next before we do like the Patreon question? Uh, no, let's do Patreon question. Let's, let's do the Patreon on, question. Okay. Where we're going next? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Um. Yeah. I've got it up, or I did have, but it's vanished. That's annoying. One second. So this question comes from Will Gardner, who was asked. Um, I know I oh he's, I know I've asked a question already. I might, I've already done that one. I can't remember which TV duo would you guys compare yourselves to? Do you think you're a Jim and Dwight or a JD and Turk? Maybe something else. Um, Ooh, I mean, question. like. There's so many potential options here. Like I've had a look. I, I did a bit of googling. I went on the fact found some TV like bromances. Let's just give me some sort of like, as, as not because that's what I see others, but I thought it would give me a good list of like sort of male friendships from television that would give me some starting points. And let me tell you, there are mm. some bad bad examples of uh, that don't fit us at all. Like my, one of my favorites that comes up a lot weirdly is Corey and Sean from Boy Meets World. That does not represent our relationship. Nah. Um, the, uh, Joey and no, Chandler, because because Joey and I'm I'm probably, I'm probably uh, we are both in our own ways actually probably neurotic enough for Corey. Yeah, correct. Neither of us are cool enough for Sean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is correct. Um, and that problem crops up a lot actually when I look through the list because Joey and Chandler same problem, right? Neither of us are a Joey. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, I'm looking through the list. Uh, JD and Turk, I think maybe the same. Probably probably end up both being a bit of a jd and not so much a turk um, um in many ways we're 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 a far less successful anton deck but i think it's sort of cheating to do presenters because yes yeah 
Yeah, I, 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 Iron Deck did come up, and I did think of that. Um, the the best example, or the best, like, the closest I could find, I, I think, and it doesn't really match our personalities, but it's because it's a less, it, it's a less antagonistic. Because a lot of these relationships are actually kind of antagonistic in a weird way, like they're mm-hmm. they're, they're always sniping at each other for comedy or whatever, and that's fine for a TV show, but it doesn't really represent the the relationship Chris and I have. Um, the closest I think I could find was Nick and Schmidt from New Girl. <laughs> where it's just... Yeah, that's not a bad show. Where it's just a pretty, like, good, solid, like, genuine friendship. But, like, it's 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 not dependent on mockery. Because <laughs> our, our relationship is But, he, but, he, but to, to some degree, because we're a little Keenan and Kel. <laughs> You've always got an idea and a scheme and drag me into it. <laughs> And that's, I'm, that's really good. I think that might be it. I have, I have, I have weird obsessions in like you know King of Butter and you know Orange <laughs> Soda and and are a bit. I can be a bit um off the wall and a bit yeah, weird. Yeah, that's good. I um, like it. Because <laughs> Nick, because Nick and Nick and Schmidt, I'd be like, who's who? Right. Yeah. So who well, were you thinking? Were you thinking you were Schmidt and I was Nick? Well, in the end, Schmidt's the one who gets his life together and gets married and gets a house. True, and he does like things clean. Yeah, whereas Nick's slightly less together <laughs> and doesn't know what he's doing with his life. So, and he's writing what sounds like an insane novel, which <laughs> I think somewhat matches. So, but, but then, but then, but then, in our in our younger years. Schmidt, Schmidt finds Cece, if memory serves, a lot quicker than Nick, who goes around all over the place. Yes, then you'd want to re- then you'd reverse it. Yeah, it's not a, it's not one to one. It doesn't. Fit. I think Keenan and Kel is a cleaner. Keenan and Kel I, is a cleaner. Cut, I think you're exactly I think. right. I think Keenan and Kel is the cleanest example. Except for I'm not as a again. I'm not as quite. I'm not quite as abusive, and you're not quite as dumb. You're not as dumb as Kel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm yeah, yeah. and I'm and I'm 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 maybe dumber than Keenan. <laughs> no, you're not dumber than Keenan. No, no, no. I suppose I haven't caught with some of the no way. Some of the insane huh? schemes. But there you go. It's a, it's a really good question. But yeah, I think I think I'm still sorry. I'm distracted because I'm still trying to think of other examples. But I think the kind of the well, unless unless does that also apply to Dell and Rodney? Hmm. I'm literally typing Will Gardner a message now that says, "We answer this in our Power Rangers Rewind review." There's a little. There's you could argue for similar reasons. There's a little Dell and Rodney. Yeah. I, yes. Yes. A little. It's. Um, yeah. Yeah. There's an, ele- there's an element very... of you ending up quite put upon because I keep making you do shit you don't want to do. Hey, Chris, a podcast about Avatar The Last Ever. No, all right. Yeah, and obviously, <laughs> and obviously that's not like we are in the, you know, this question requires caricaturing and and blowing up certain elements. So obviously for anyone listening, like, I don't, I do actually want to do those things. But do you know what I mean? As a core conceit, <laughs> there's more of a link, I think, between like Keenan and Kel and um, Delboy and Rodney than there is with like JD and Turk, who yeah, because I don't think we're as I don't know if we have as many in jokes. Oh, maybe, but they're all connected to. And also, I think you know the not not a successful one, but 
the the podcast is a scheme is us trying to do do you know what i mean like which links better than yeah so i'd say i'd say it probably has to be delboy and rodney or keenan and Kel. yeah i, I like keenan and Kel. i think keenan and Kel is i think keenan and Kel's a good one yeah and I, and I also what i like about keenan and Kel is like we both have a big fondness for that show in our from our childhood whereas i feel like i like i enjoyed many episodes of only feels norse as i watched growing up but it wasn't like part of the fabric of my youth whereas i feel like keenan kell was a big part of both of our you know no and key in the symbol the symbolism of like you know the as awful as this sounds like it it the the vhs tapes of recorded power ranger episodes were literally recorded over with Keenan and Cal are Fools and Horses. And other sitcoms. So, yeah. 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 So there you go. We're Keenan and Cal. Um, I like it. I'm happy with that. That's a great question. Thank you very much. Um, and keep, keep them coming. If you want to add a question, head over to our Patreon page, become a patron. Um, I'll update the post every now and then. I'll repost it and say, add more questions. And then you can either get on whatever the most recent one is. So if you just look down the posts, um, if you find the most recent one that's called like arbitrary Patreon question or something like that, um, you just go on that and leave a comment. I mean, you can leave it on an older one if you want. I should still get the notification. So you, any post that you see that says Patreon questions, you can add it. Uh, but I will put that up every couple of weeks just to sort of remind people that it exists. Um, also, because I'm at this point now, we've we patron i'm very like paranoid that there are people who are paying us who have forgotten and that's why they're still paying us so i'm I, i'm posting as often as possible to make sure that everyone is aware that they're paying for this and that they yeah, and no, that they no, have the option cool. to cancel so i like to post as often as possible on the patreon if i can um but obviously the other benefit of going on the patreon which is as little as one dollar a month you can donate to, to to get access to that is access to our discord but also access to um episodes a week early um so um, if you were to go on, if you're not a Patreon subscriber at the moment and you're hearing this on YouTube or Spotify, right now you can go over there and hear the very next episode. Which, while we're on that subject, Chris, watch me weave my little, my my little segue right in my segue mm. right up to this bad boy. What are we watching next week, Chris? Well, it's weird because it's it's never felt more appropriate or been tempting to pick Good Burger, um, although not strictly a Keenan and Kel movie. But I will, I will go with my original choice, which is slightly linked to today's choice. Okay, um, be, but we've got because am I right in saying we've got because we've we've talked about this for a while, so it's no it, it, well. Okay, I'll try and be vague, even though everyone will know what I'm talking about. Potentially after this next choice, we're about to do a trilogy. Aren't Correct, we? based on the and then, convenience of the episode, not the next one, but the one after it being released bang on a certain date we couldn't resist yes. doing a certain trilogy along that side of that so so and there's, then there's one one final movie of the season we each get to pick one more after that so so yeah so you've got oh. a choice you've got a choice now then we're gonna yeah. do then the trilogy. The, the trilogy and then you get a choice and i think i get a choice we'll get one more each right okay cool um, because part of me was like, part of me after watching this and thinking, oh shit, I've got to choose now, haven't I? Was just thinking, oh, just pick a fucking good movie. <laughs> just, <laughs> just pick a movie. Because Battle Royale was obviously stunning, but just pick, just pick a good movie that we can talk about. But then I kind of went, mm, we've got three good movies coming up. So I'm going to pick another adaptation that i watched in the cinema and was incredibly excited about another film very much from our childhood and part of a franchise of our childhood and a film where 
I'm not sure whether we're going to watch it and go, yeah, it's good, or whether we're going to watch it and go, yeah, it's awful, or whether we're going to watch it and go, for what it is, it's it's really good. I'm I I don't know, huh? I'm very intrigued. I don't, yeah. I don't. I don't know how this is going to turn out. And I think, like I say, considering we've got three guaranteed good movies and we'll probably do good movies for the final two because they're the final two, let's go a bit, let's have a bit of a wild card. And like I say, the emotions of watching this were quite similar, if not just a little bit, because it was two years later, um, to Power Rangers. So next week, Dan, we're going to be doing the 1997 Bean, the Ultimate Disaster movie. Oh, is that that's the first one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yes, ah, yes. Now, I have very fond memories of that movie. Um, I was, yeah, so do I. I was a big fan at the end, but like you, I haven't seen it in a while, and I don't know if it actually holds up. I know yeah, I loved I... it um, at the time and thought it was an absolutely brilliant adaptation of that concept and a way to expand that concept into a feature, con- you know, feature film. But whether it actually works, I don't know. Yeah, because you you and I were involved in an argument about the Mr. Bean movies, and I can now, as were I've gotten we? older since uni, yeah, I now take the other person's point, because someone we were close to at uni, uh, who didn't live with us but was involved in the project we did in second I year, I don't remember this said, that, said that Mr. Bean's Holiday, the sequel, um, which was like a decade later, was a better movie because it was a better representation of what the TV show was, because the character of Mr. Bean in it is closer to what they are in the TV show. Right. In other words, a bit of an idiot that doesn't speak and stuff, and yes, doesn't yes. it doesn't break the rules that the first movie does. And you and I, all, all you and I heard was Mr. Bean's Holiday is better, and we're like, no, it's not, because it's not a good movie. But actually, as I've gotten older and thought about it more, I do take on their point which is probably it is closer to the TV show than the first movie. So I am fascinated. Yeah. It's to a more it's a more pure movie. it's a more pure interpretation of the premise of the TV show. It's not a better movie yeah. though. <laughs> no, it's not a better movie. Um, and 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 by all accounts, like there was a documentary about the story of Mr. Bean as a whole um, on Over Christmas, and Rowan Atkinson talks about how they deliberately had him speak more in the movie. Um, like that was a deliberate yeah, a choice. choice. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I've got no idea how it's going to turn out, um, but a- an adaptation of a TV show for the wow. bigger screen, it seemed like a good, it seemed like a good fit Excellent after choice. Power Rangers. Um, so yeah, being, being the ultimate disaster movie. You know what's crazy? Next. I've just had a look. This That wasn't even on my master list. So for those who don't know, I've got like a master list of like a hundred plus movies from my childhood that I can every time that I can choose I can just dip in and it's what you know it's on here I mean it's it's a wide list and it doesn't necessarily not everything on it is like something I loved from my childhood but definitely something I watched and enjoyed in my childhood so there's a lot of movies like like Cool Runnings Mrs. Doubtfire Babe Page Master Free Willy like there's a lot on here <laughs> the, the classics we probably should be doing <laughs> as opposed to Final Destination Battle Royale and the Mr. Bean movie. <laughs> yeah, but like, there's a lot. Like, there's just, that's yeah. what I'm saying. There's so much for us to get to, and I like that we do a mix of stuff on here because we have done some stuff that's like you know, like oh yeah, definitely. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I'm looking at this year's season, and while it's a bunch of movies I've really enjoyed talking about, actually, we haven't done any kids classics, have we? Yeah, Joe's but Apartment, again, no, Final but Destination, but... Truman Show, Battle Royale, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and Bean the Ultimate Disaster. I think Bean's the no, closest no, 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 we're well, going to come. One... 
one, Bean and Power Rangers were big childhood movies, and two, we got that trilogy. Do you know what I mean? I think true. both yeah, of us yeah, have been yeah. aware of that trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's um, true. But yeah, so there's a bunch of movies that we haven't gotten to. Um, but I'm just looking through that list, though, Chris, and and for and for whatever reason, Bean wasn't even on it. And it's a hundred movies long that list, well, more than. Um, although it does include stuff we'll probably never get to. I've genuinely, at some point, out of I guess I was just stretching for things to add to this list towards the end but i definitely added jungle to jungle <laughs> which i make jungle to jungle i don't have a literal list but jungle to jungle is on the list in my mind uh, okay is it it's right at the bottom movie. of my actual list because it's the last thing no, i thought of. <laughs> mm, i funny. remember loving that movie as a kid but i think but what i described for me with this movie is the same for you it was a big part of your yeah yeah this yeah, yeah i'm very excited to do mr bean I, it, 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 that's why i'm surprised it's not on, i'm surprised it's not on my list for that reason i'm looking down going how did i miss that one i mean there are movies on here that i give way less of a shit about do you know what i mean <laughs> and yet yeah yeah uh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah you know like i've written the indian in the cupboard down towards the bottom of this list I saw that like twice. Like, <laughs> it's not. A I big... don't even know. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it was. It was a. It was a big one when it came out. Like a lot of the kids. Like it's, it was one of those movies that, like, at school, everyone went kind of bonkers for. And then I saw it and was like, "Yeah, it's fine." <laughs> um, but I thought it'd be interesting to look back at the ending of the cover. But anyway, but my point is that that's a movie that I like don't have that much of a connection to, and yet I've missed Mr. Bean, which I genuinely I love Mr. Bean as a TV show, and I loved that movie. So very exciting. So yeah, if you want to hear that. Mm. Right now, if you're listening to this on Spotify or whatever, you can head over to our um, Patreon, and for as little as $1 a month, you can get access to that, um, which, again, gives you the Discord, the ability to ask a question for a future episode of either this or Analyzing Avatar, um, and I'll try to remember to let everyone know what episode their questions get answered in. If they want to just skip to that when it comes out, um, I'll do my best. We record these quite ahead, so you'll have to wait, but we will get to it, I promise. Um, and then, yeah, so you get access to the week ahead, the Discord, and the question asking ability. Well worth giving us giving us as little as $1 a month. Um, you can also get us in all the usual yeah, places. Man. Twitter, I'm at Dan Doolan. Chris is at C Billingham with two M's. Um, you can get us on, obviously, the YouTube channel, Nothing But Static uh, UK, so youtube.com slash Nothing But Static UK. At the moment, we're doing pretty much daily releases um, of ramble logs, which are like sort of short rambly like videos on specific topics um i do recommend you check out chris billingham king of butter which is um oh no you might you'll have heard it you'll have already heard it you don't need to because well it depends if you're listening to all of these or not if you're just skipping through these and you missed the joe's apartment one um check out the segment on our youtube channel it's a segment from the joe's apartment rewind review that we've put up um as a separate clip and it's yeah it's chris billingham king of butter and he's well worth your time <laughs> well i've still got to coax chris into doing a tutorial he's dodged that question as i've asked it but we'll uh we'll keep i'm gonna keep putting pressure on him to do a tutorial oh no it's no 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 it is yeah it's coming at some point i just uh it's not been the week to, to no, do it but no, it is that's coming <laughs> um yeah so um youtube channel has tons of other content like uh, me speculating wildly and putting on my tinfoil hat about uh, whether Infinity Train has more episodes than they're currently telling us there are. Um, yeah, loads of there's loads of stuff on there, so it's worth checking out. Hopefully, hopefully, up by the time this comes out is uh, my my one about um, defending West Wing post talking, and I want to do one as well about the Robbie Williams movie. Ooh, no one will yes. listen to it, but I just got I just got I've got some thoughts I need to get out of my head about that story. This is why I started this 
the, the the ramble logs because I was just like, this is like sometimes it just you can't we can't cover it on a podcast, but we want to sort of talk about a thing, and that's a great format for us to do that. Yeah, just say so, yeah. I, I mean, this is a discussion for after the podcast, but Chris, just send me the audio, mate. I'll slap them together for you, no problem. Yeah, yeah. I just need to, yeah, I just need to do mm-hmm. it. But yeah, as you know, um, rough week. <laughs> yeah, so you can get us in all those places. Um, it's a good old fun time. Good old fun time. That's, yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> Lots of the- oh yeah, nothing but static. So- Check out nothing but static, our main podcast where we talk about TV. <laughs> Forgot about that. That's yeah, kind absolutely. of the- that's supposed to be the thing I've plugged the most. <laughs> Always forget. <laughs> um, yeah. So thanks very much for listening, everyone. Uh, well, I guess we'll see you in a week for more for, for, for more of this with Mister Bean. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to hand over to my my my, my colleague Chris, my good friend Chris, to wrap us up. Yeah. Yeah. The- the Kel to your Keenan. My name's my name's my name's Chris Kel Billingham. My name's Dan Keenan Doolan. And this review has been rewound. Oh, I really thought you were going to say, and oh, here it goes. Oh, that would have been good. I mean, I really should have probably picked a good burger, but oh, uh... <laughs> uh, no, I like I like the Mister Bean choice. I'm excited about that. I mean, Good Burger is on. Yeah, the, just... Good Burger's coming. We both we both saw and loved that movie as children, and I think we both in 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 our adult life defended it. <laughs> so, and I and I'm not even sure mm. with having seen it. I don't think either of us have seen it in a little while. <laughs> So it might yeah, be a piece yeah, of shit, true. but I we've both said I think it holds up multiple times. So we'll find out at yeah. some point. That's on. Oh, there. it's it's one of those it's one of those where I won't want to admit its flaws. But like I say, being being felt um, very parallel to Power Rangers in a lot of ways. Yeah, no, I agree. I like we'll the see choice. You. I like that choice. So come back in a week. We'll for see that. you next week. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>